Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, this is Ella. We're having a discussion on website development for the umbrella organization that's in the works. Um, right now, Sean Andrews is speaking. Go ahead. Well, thanks. Yeah, we're just talking about uh, website formatting and what's the best approach to get the message across uh, and, and not maybe uh, be confused with a site that's trying to sell you something. And we want to be uh, presumably uh, very, very informative and to the point. And uh, I was just describing, uh, Ella was going to some examples. She liked, like, for instance, the New York Times website and so forth. And uh, Terry was giving some feedback that, you know, uh, in, the, in the trial uh, uh, study they did showing some friends and so forth, they thought that uh, it was too um, salesy in the sense that they thought they weren't there for information but were probably there to, like, buy something. So we're trying to get away from that image. And um, my suggestion was that um, uh, one of the tips I, you know, that I, I, I kind of like, and this is what I've used in, uh, for my sites, is using WordPress. And now everyone associates WordPress with you know, that place you go and you get the free site and you, know, you get to use your online editor and so forth. But WordPress isn't just a, like a website, like a, like, a, uh, like a personal site you get on this big domain, wordpress.yoursite.com. It's actually the backbone. It's actually the, the code for that page, it's the editor itself. And you can, you can take that, that, that's very customizable, you can take that base and you can put it on your own domain or your own website that doesn't have the word WordPress in the link. But more than that, you can customize. The power of WordPress is the ability to customize your site um, any which way you want. So you look at very popular uh, like news outlets, like uh, tech magazines and so forth, if you look very closely at like the bottom or um, the page or look at the source, you'll find out that they're made in WordPress. But you never know it because it looks nothing like the, you know, the free web pages that you would go to when you go to like the, the general WordPress type sites. So what I'm telling you is that you can buy themes. These are paid for themes. I've already purchased like three or four of them. Uh, some of them are, most of them are geared towards uh, either making your own news site, news magazine site, uh, or a political site, or social activism site, and so forth. And with these themes, um, they give you an incredible amount of customization and a lot of the work already done for you in terms of like the eye appeal and the organization and a little bit of like extra code in there that make things uh, more friendly, such as um, maybe you want to have uh, a section for comments or maybe you want to have a section that takes you to a donation uh, site. A lot of these little bits and pieces are plug and play where you click on, you click on, on, on the back side, on the editor's side. You can click on, you know, I want this feature on this page, and bam, it's already done for you. There's no coding. It's just really uh, sort of straightforward. And uh, from the perspective of, 
you know, how do we go about moving forward with a website? Well, uh, and, and not spending the hundreds of dollars that it would probably take for for someone to fully hands-on manage it. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're not we're TIs. We're all pressed for money, uh, so we can't spend all that money on someone a professional to fully manage it and make all the content changes that you want. You want this to be something you do on your own, essentially. And there are ways to do that in very secure ways that you know you'll get minimal tampering with. But uh, WordPress, I think, is 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 probably your your best bet. And uh, I mean, it's what it's what I have used. The thing is that I've been a single person operation, and you know there is a little learning curve to, to like understanding WordPress, understanding how to put a website together, and so forth. So it, it, it's what's sort of held me back from really expanding my very ambitious plans that I had uh, a few months ago. But uh, I mean, Ella has a team, and uh, people are willing, and I think that um, she has a lot, of, a lot of good options, a lot of good help. Uh, but I, I'm a big fan of WordPress for cost, for appearance, for delivering that simple message, and even adding some complexity if you want to do that, like donation boxes, like uh, like networking features on the site and so forth. Um, yeah, so with that, uh, I'll turn it back over to you, Ella, and see what your thoughts are. Um, yeah, I really, can I say yeah, I think you have a lot of valid points. And also, Terry has also brought up uh, availability and the easy, you know, the ability to even, you know, he wanted to come over and teach me how to use the, how to use the WordPress document. So he also mentioned the same thing, as well as Max has mirrored um, similar. Um, and um, the thing you know, I was also looking at the Pax International site, which is actually a simple site, um, and I do like the format of that as well. I mean, very similar. But um, the only thing is, when you go to his page, the first thing you see right in the middle is donate money. Our membership is twenty-five dollars. Um, so that's like the most that's the most pivotal point on this site. So that's interest me but the way it's set up does interest me and I know it's important you know organizations need money but I don't know if I feel like that should be in the center of the page I mean we all have different feelings about it maybe money's more important than I'm putting into consideration yeah um anyway I just wanted to add something about the website I don't I, I think everybody's here has looked at my website I use Wix and it costs me uh, $14 a month and that covers the domain names for the year. And I believe I got three gigs of space right now. Plus, it allows you to have a, a bunch of different setups and forms, too, like Sean was mentioning. So uh, that's the type of site. I'm not sure if that's a WordPress or not, but it really is easy. I mean, you can pretty much just click and do anything you want with something like that. Yeah. I wish Matthew was here as well, but this is something he could just listen to the recording. Um, so, yeah, I think we all agree that it should be professional. And as far as content goes, I guess we can um, we can work on that as a so, uh, um, Matthew has some ideas that was hoping he could express or, or share with everybody like how the content work. and he's also a great and so for Sean and for this particular organization he was going to contribute a lot as far as information goes and I know Eleanor I think Eleanor really 
appreciate his writing ability and and some other people as well. So, um, but that's you know getting ahead of ourselves. I think just basically, I think I don't know, Sean. What do you think we should get out of today? The basic concept, like um, that we, you know, make it professional. Um, I don't know. What are some sites that you think um, we should kind of model after? Do you have anything in mind, or is that something we should look into later? I, so, yes and no. I mean, there, there's so many different formats you can choose. You can choose something that's very ACLU-ish. Uh, you can choose uh, some of these like, smaller. I, I think your best bet, and this is something that I was doing for a little bit, uh, when I didn't know. So, you know, let me just, let me just backtrack before, before, you know, we want to, you know, the inclination is, all right, let's find a site out there that we like the format uh, and let's, let's model that, right? Let's, let's use that, you know, to change the categories to make it our own. But actually, if you, if you really want to sit down next to do this, you'll find that that actually is really difficult to do because the issues, the content, the content is king. It is what really matters here. So I think before you go out and try to find something to model yourself after, you have to think about what are the issues that you want to represent. Because if you have 13, 14, 15 different issues that you care about, and I'm not saying that we don't, I'm saying we, we probably do, well, I think your message can be get lost in translation. So right. I, think, I, think, I think that what's more important than going out there and finding a website to model yourself after is actually sitting down and thinking about, Okay, what are the three, maybe four issues that matter the most here, and how do we, how do we break that up onto a website uh, and, and discuss those issues, inform the public, you know, uh, bring about awareness? Because that's actually ultimately going to determine, uh, you know, what the what flow of your website is and so forth. So yeah, you can you can look at a website, but you know, depending on you know how how much how much or how little they care about a certain issue, they're going to devote that many resources to that particular issue, and yours are going to be really different. Um, so before going that route, and you know, I, I don't mean I don't want to throw you under the bus here. You know, I, I think it's in terms of like. Tell us what the issues are, Alice. <laughs> but uh, I think it's more important to really like to consider and maybe poll the community, ask people who are on the line, like what do they really care about? And I tried this, and I tried I sent out like my own little survey, unrelated to Kate Ryan's survey and Bill Benny's survey. That's you know mine was this little baby survey. Theirs is like the real deal, right? I just wanted to know like more simply like what are the issues that you care about? And I got answers that were all over the place. And the thing is that, and, and you know, I'm probably going to take a lot of heat about that, you know, for this. You people don't know what really matters. And what I mean by that is that you think about what's happening to you right then in that place. I'm getting hit. I'm getting burned. I care about being burned. That's not what you care about. You care about the abuses that allow that to happen. You care about human experimentation. You know, you care about the police state abuses. You don't. What you care about here? Yes, I, I, I feel your sympathy. I get hit all, you know, every second of every every day. But being looking at the issues in the more abstract, in a way that can help everyone, that's more important. And 
you know, it, it's difficult to narrow down those issues. And I, I'm telling you, uh, you, have a, you have an uphill challenge, as I found myself. But I think that if you want to model the website, you have to map up the issues before you go for the appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, but some of the thoughts I had, because I've been thinking about it um, for, you know, all week and, you know, and everyone's going to have different input, and um, I think they're all valid. Um, but like I put, um, like a section for people just for educational purpose, just for the public. Like that could be one of the first tabs. Um, uh, curious about targeted individuals or curious about whatever word we all want to use. And that is specifically for non-TIs, because the way that we talk to non-TIs is going to be much different than what we're conveying. TIs, and then the next section could be a section for TIs, you know, and it could be building or whatever the case may be, um, or tab, and then um, um, and then some more educational information, like another tab, something specific. I'm not exactly sure in what area yet, and then networking, and then donations, and then listing somewhere, listing, and maybe having a, a link to every organization and website because this is an umbrella organization so that's the number one objective we want to remember um, and then maybe focusing and centering on the most important campaign or a few of the campaigns or a few events or a few really important points that we're trying to convey for that week or whatever the case may be um, what is your thought is that still pretty disorganized or does that give you a better understanding gentlemen? If I could chime in, um, I just wanted to throw something out there before we get too far along. I, I already mentioned this to Ella, and I think uh, Sean has some really good points in what he's saying. I think what we should do is is kind of confirm our, the people that are going to be involved, and I think we should spend some. Um, like we could get a we could get a, a page up something that says coming soon, so that people will start knowing and and realize it would be directed that way. But I think uh, this is just my opinion, guys, that we should kind of finalize everybody that's going to be involved, make sure we got everybody on board. Um, we should throw a bunch of ideas around and, and really network this. Um, one thing that I mentioned to Ella is that if we have people doing this and we got them confirmed and we got them locked down, everybody should have kind of like the same title throughout this. Yeah. And the reason why I mentioned this stuff should be, I mean, we should figure out this part before we go to websites or what we're going to put on it. Um, we should confirm that we're going to have, you know, I think everybody should have the same type of title so that nobody's sticking out. I told Ella uh, the reason for that is so nobody can be focused out, so no perps to get in there. They, they can't pick one person to go out and have something that happened like with Derek or anything towards that to avoid it. And I really think that all the decisions we should do um, a majority group. When I did networking with my company and stuff, when we sat down all together, what we did is we kind of voted on it, and majority won, and it got better results that way. And I, I mentioned to Ella that when you do things like that, it, it, nothing, nobody can say, well, this was so-and-so's idea. We can say it's a group idea. And when you do that, people tend to respond and, and reflect towards it much better, myself, in my experience. And uh, Sean's thing about the, the website, I really think that, that we need to sit down with the content and stuff. And... I th personally, I think the first things that we should pro approach, and this is just mine too, is that we should work on getting people to wear T-shirts, and we should get people to flyer set up a, a, a flyer set up for 
people to hand out, something that the group puts together. Um, a TI page, you know, like she's mentioned, TI page, but a packet so that we can uh, we can put it on a page too, but a packet so that we can, even before maybe we get the website fully functional, a packet put together for TI so we can send out to them where to get help, how to go about getting help, what things they should talk about when they present themselves in their program. Um, a way, a good way to approach their families and stuff, um, kind of like a general kind of guide to put them in, try to get the TI community more in a straight line. And the other thing I think that we should work on, in, and this may be a little bit ahead of itself, but some type of presentation that we can start working out that presents the whole program in the best light that we can and narrow-focused so that when the website gets up and saying that that's one of the first things people can look at is a really good down-to-earth explanation of the entire program so that not only TIs can do it, but the people that we get from the public believe in this that we send there too will have a, a really great idea of what's going on. I, I just think that's the first things we should focus on. And that's just my, you know, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just um, we just have to remember the idea is that it's an umbrella organization as well. So this is a big, big, big picture, and activism is a very important thing as well as media, um, radio, television, all that. Because we all know that the best thing we can possibly do is educate the public. That's the number yeah. one most important thing. Like you said, and you came up with a good number, Terry. Thirty percent needs to know about this before something shifts. You know, yeah, so but I'm just saying we got to get all of our ducks in a row before we jump too far into anything. And that's why I'm yeah. saying get you know get our board set up and get really organized and and pick whatever the first four things are. I think we should pick four things and focus on those. And when we accomplish that, then go ahead and move to the next phase. Yeah, but we do have to. Keep I, I, I want to be here. just like uh, sorry to cut you off here, but I keep hearing this number thirty percent. I just want to address that really quickly. Thirty percent of the population, Terry. Yeah, well, the re the reason why it, it, it one of the ways that I calculated that is because it takes a, a certain amount of movement to get your officials and stuff behind a movement. And the way that I calculated that is I went through and figured out some things that when I was networking and stuff, what it took in our general target area that we got to get a great response. So I, I kind of basically flushed that out into the nation. And then I realized the first people, when I was going through this, the first thing that I realized is who, what is going to be the best target that we can awaken the public the quickest? Well, that's kind of a no-brainer if you really think about it. It's going to be the conspiracy theorists. It's going to be the guys that get on YouTube and they learn about things that are hidden. Those are the people that are really going to come forward first. And then the next step is going to be the people that they associate with that they help spread out. And so my estimation was is once that gets fully out there and we can get our numbers showed and everything, it'll be about 30%. And once it gets to 30%, I firmly believe that's when we can start getting senators to come forward and mayors and people really start listening to us because by that point you're going to have city councils talking about it. We're going to be looked at in the, in the newspaper's light in a wholly, totally different way. But that, that's what I'd say our target goal. It, it may seem a little high or a little low because everybody's going to have their opinion, but that's what I figured out spending about an hour and a half and sitting down trying to figure out what a target for us to be. So yeah. studies have shown um, that the critical mass that you need to get something rolling, an idea going, a revolution or so forth, is about 4 to 5%. Uh, and, you know, there, there actually have been, like, a, um, effects 
you know, named after this cutely. There's something called the Streisand effect, which you can go ahead and Google that. I'm sure most of you already know what it is. But what I'm saying is 30%, that's a tall task. You're talking about billions of people, right? And well, you're talking I'm, about in the U.S., it's, it's uh, almost 100 million. Right. What I'm saying is you don't need you don't need 100 million. What I'm saying is you need about 10 to 15, maybe 20 million people to know about this and actually care about it somewhat to actually get something going. Because you have to think about you know uh, playing um, issues issues tag in the sense that all right these people know about it and then you know they'll actually let's let's, let's reframe this. Let's, let's talk about this in, in terms of retweeting, all right? This many people, 10 million people know about this. Those 10 million people may care about this, and they're likely to retweet that. And that movement grows exponentially, right? I, I, I'm going to tell you right now that if you look at worldwide, I, you know, you're talking about 30% of people in, in the world don't know who Justin Bieber is, all right? But you want them to, to – you want those same people to understand what your issues are, that's, you well, know, what you're asking for is a huge amount of people. I don't think your goals need to be that lofty. Yeah, uh, I hate to say this, but I, I firmly believe that somewhere between 5 and 10% of the population, with all the movements that's gone and all the work in the last 12 years, I firmly believe that's more than 5% of the people in the world that believe this, that know what's going on already. That, that's one of the reasons why base – and the other reason why I set it so high is because – we have to think about this. This isn't like other movements in history, you know, trying to start many things. There's actually a worldwide group that's going to fight this, you know, and I, I think we should target the U.S. first for whatever we do. But there's going to be a group that's going to try every little way, and they're going to use tactics that's never been used before to fight a movement like this, you know, and revolutions and stuff. That's why I put it so high. Because they're going to infiltrate and get in there and act like they're with us just so that they can start messing things up. So I probably am a little high. I am aware of that stuff that you quoted. In yeah. Um, Eleanor in the chat room said 4, four to 5% would cause a revolution. Yeah. And also, you know, just, 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 just remembering another point is that uh, – you know, Terry claims that that many people already know about this. And let me tell you, I've talked to quite a few people uh, about this issue, printed them very logically, baby steps, just slowly feed them, and, you know, they nod their heads and they're listening and they're asking questions, and then I know they're engaged. And, and you know what? You know, some of them show surprise, some of them don't. They understand this is going on. But you have to, what we want to do is get everyone on the same page. So maybe, maybe the, you know, Four to five percent of people know there's extreme corruption in the government, and you know there's all these little side deals and harassment and so forth. But to what extent and level do they understand that that's going on? Do they understand that this goes? This is really, really invasive to very innocent Americans all over, you know all over the U.S., all over the world, Canada for Eleanor. Uh, do they understand the extent of it? And I think what the goal should be is to educate those people to get them all on the same page so they all start from a level playing field. They may be aware that something like this may exist, that Nazi Germany is alive and here again and on fucking steroids, but, but, but do, they, do they all know, you know how far that goes, 
So getting everyone that's 4 or 5% on the same playing field, getting them to care and, and hope that they're not next, hoping that their, their sons, their siblings, their parents, their friends are next, that's what we should focus on and care about because if you make it real for them, they're going to fight for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and we all agree. One thing I know about this group that has been invited, and, and of course anybody you guys think that we should invite to it, of course, let's discuss those people as well. Um, everybody has the same vision. We're not going to go off on anything other than specifically uh, targeting um, gang stalking, directed energy. Um, and we all agree we're not going into aliens or even chemtrails at the moment. I mean, this will be specifically on our topic. And, and I know that everybody feels that way, including just We just don't need to go in that nonsense areas, those nonsense areas. And, and so what Eleanor put in here is we need to focus on being credible and stop the less incredible stuff. Agree with Sean that just knowing government is corrupt doesn't mean that translates into OSEH awareness. And I've spoken to maybe a 1,000 people um, about this, trying, you know, with activism, um, you know, people I know, but never mentioning myself that I'm a targeted person. Um, not one single person, Terry, has heard of this. Not one out of a thousand. Is it because I live in Portland, Oregon? Well, I know a lot of people in a sophisticated city like L.A. There, some people are aware, more aware than any other place in the United States. Los Angeles is aware of corruption, uh, conspiracy, quote-unquote, theories that are actually facts. Um, a lot of them are familiar with MK Ultra. They know about, I mean, I've heard so much. They're really awake down there. Um, and so they don't even know about this. So, you know, I don't know if it's, you might be right, though. I'm just, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I've yet to experience that percentage with my, um, with the people I've communicated. That's all. Yeah. Well, just to answer that, one of the reasons why I started saying that I was a targeted individual when I talked to people is, is I noticed the people that are targeted would open up and talk to me then. Or if somebody knew about it, they would open up and talk to me better than me just trying to hand out flyers. You know, it's yeah. kind of like going out and doing a petition. People ask you to sign a petition and stuff. You hear a little bit what they say. But if they say, you know, I'm a victim of this too, and this is why I'm fighting for it, they open up a little bit more. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. I tell everybody that I'm a targeted individual. because I have nothing to hide about it. I think we all should. I, I really think presenting our numbers will, Do you have will be children? a big thing. Do you have children? Me? Well, yeah. I raised seven kids, but I don't have any kids of my own. Yeah, because when you have young children, that's not the rumor you want around town that their mom's a crazy person because they're not ready to, they don't know the details. Yeah. It's not to the well, children. Yeah. I was just telling you why I think I get the response that I do. Yeah, I I know. I just didn't know if you, if your kids knew. and But when they're young and they're teenagers, um, it, it's something you have to consider and you put your kids before yourself. So I don't know yeah. tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, on that part, I, I probably would, you know, I respect your view of it, but myself, everybody that's close to me, I educate them and I let them know what's going on. But that that's just me. So I, 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 I don't, I see your point, Ella, and I see your point, Terry, but, and um, there's a really good way that I found to tell people that I am a TI while not being like telling them specifically 
these are the things that happened to me. I described almost like like uh, I'm reporting about something else, a third person, if you will, where I'm describing uh, this is a situation that happens to TIs, and you can drop in suddenly that this happens. You know, you know, I am one of these people is usually what I say, uh, and I continue to talk about the plight of these people, not necessarily like these are the things that happen to me day in day out. Most of the time, they'll ask me like, "Have you ever experienced that then?" And I'll, I'll, I'll very like. I'll try to dodge the question. Obviously, it's yes, for the most part, but uh, I don't directly, you know, I, I discuss it very uh, like a reporter, if you will, reporting about something as opposed to telling my personal story. I never tell my personal story. I never tell them what's been done to me. I do it like I, you do, but I always let them know. Right. You know, I mean, that, 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 that's the best me. way to do it. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that approach, sir. Yeah, when I reach out to the press, I, I I don't even mention I'm a targeted individual unless it's a very comfortable and I feel it's a very receptive both ways conversation. Before we hang up, I'll be, by the way, I'm one of those people, you know. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I have talked to hundreds of people in press and media when I was working with David and otherwise just reaching out. You know, it's what I do during the day if I'm not busy. Um, you know, but a lot of press has heard about it. A lot of investigative reporters have heard this, but they had all these questions, and I try to fill in the blanks with them. You know, so um, press does know about this. They don't know why and how, you know, the questions I get from the press is, well, why would they do this? Why are they spending so much money? Where is this money coming from? Um, you know, just questions like, where's the evidence? That's a popular one from the press, you know. So um, Just anyway. look at the black budget. How much money is spent on the black budget? Exactly. Uh, that's what I point out. That's what I point out. And they're like, well, it doesn't make sense, you know, and I'm like, it does. It actually does. There really aren't that many terrorists that they can focus on and, and um, you know, do, this, do these type of programs. Plus, you know, it depends on talking to. There are, you know, I believe that rogue groups are involved. Like, um, I believe Matthew, 100%, you know, and I think my group is, they say, they say, but you can't believe them, you know, and I know that. So I take everything with a grain of salt that there are a rogue group, but they use subcontractors of the government, like the oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So regardless, regardless, yeah, regardless, oh, sorry, Lele, um, you know, the more information that gets out about it, um, so <laughs> just why, yeah, the why, that's really important. Who, what, when, where, why, that's the, those are the answers we need to have, especially the why. Well, why I don't think we can answer, and I, I don't think it's appropriate time to address it, but uh, I just want to throw this in. The biggest yesterday, I don't know, uh, I think Ellen knows what I spent doing yesterday and maybe one other person on here. Yesterday, I, I designed a different flyer to take around to uh, ambulance drivers, fire departments, and police stations. That's what I spent yesterday was going around talking to them, um, yeah. talking to cops that were on their lunch and stuff. One of the biggest things that I get from authorities, and that's the reason why I started the the database of my website is they want to know how many there is of us. The people, the, the ones that I talk to that I really believe aren't involved in it, one of the biggest things they always ask me, well, how many victims are there really? I just thought I'd throw the, that in there. I mean, I, going... I mean, Eleanor could probably speculate on that more better than any of us. I mean, I had it pinned in about two to 300,000. That's a pretty big range, but um, it's really hard to say. You know, most people don't even know that they're targets. 
Yeah. Um, Terry, what I'm going to do is Eleanor made such valid points, and I really respect her. You know, she's been around a long time, and she's gone. She's already... They were there when they invented the wheel. We just keep trying to reinvent it, but we're trying to make it, you know, we're adding to the wheel, so so to speak. So she put some really great points, um, and I'll, you know, copy and paste them in an email so you can see what she wrote here. Um, but, you know, I think, Terry, what you're doing is amazing, and people already respect you immensely, and I love your attitude, and, you know, I think you have a lot to offer the community, and uh, I love all your ideas. And the T-shirt thing is really important as well. Terry there. Oh, sorry, Mike. I was muted. Oh, no worries. I'm walking around doing things, so I'm trying not to interfere. I appreciate that. I really do. I'm just throwing my comments in like everybody else. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Eleanor, I already told her. I know she's listening. She can send me. I really appreciate her feedback. Like I sent her one email. You know, she's well-respected, so I respect any feedback that she gives. And you know, I really do. Your passions are similar, so she's a great person. Because if you know, I would see you two personalities is, is you know um, similar in your objective. You know, she she's all about reaching out to what works. She's doing it for forty years, or I may have the number wrong. Um, and so, and and you feel the same way. So you have the same passion. Um, so I'm glad that you are such a receptive person and open to it. And just like you said, constructive criticism is just that. It's just to to help us and to add to our pool of knowledge and, you know, help us, you know, uh, make us more effective. Yeah, wow. she she sent me an email the other day. I asked her about if anybody distributed or uh, present, did a presentation or demonstrated do weapons. And she sent me some information and I actually, she sent one document that I added to my website. I thought I already had it, but apparently it either got lost or I didn't. And I added that to the website. But, yeah, she helped me on do a whole mess of research that took me about two hours yesterday that I did to really look in what has ever been presented and, you know, stuff for what Mike's going to go to Washington and do. So I respect everybody's opinions. Trust me, if you guys got something to say to me, always just speak up and say whether you like what I'm saying or you dislike it. Yeah, that's the personality type on board because those, you know, those kind of personalities, um, and I think we can say that we all have that. We're open to suggestions. We're open, you know. Um, I think that we can't have egos. You know, everybody has some sense of ego. It's just a fact. But uh, you know, being able to keep that aside and not let our egos get tangled, and it's for a higher purpose, and it's for um, networking and bringing about, you know, communication. We can work on a vision later, um, but, you know, I think we all agree. And Matthew, the whole episode that he was on um, discussing his idea of this umbrella organization was really powerful, and um, I wish he was here. I don't know what happened. He he always, when he says he's going to be somewhere, he shows up, says something happened. He's not here. He'd be a great person to listen to, um, to hear his input. Um, so I don't know. Um, so I guess the next thing, um, Sean and Terry, so Terry, maybe you can come over here on Monday or whatever, your, whatever day you have free. We can even go do flyers if you want to go do it. Um, um, or you can just come over and we can work and you can kind of teach me the ins and outs of WordPress. And maybe we can kind of look at some different ideas for fonts and, um, logos and things like that, you know, cause, you know, 
I know we're not ready to launch it, but we can at least have something there, like you said. What do you feel, Sean? Because Terry and I both feel it would be nice to have something say coming soon and, and like a little mission statement that Matthew has a great one, by the way, um, and we can all review it. Um, and um, maybe some basic information, what to expect. Do you agree with that, Sean? Yes and no. All right. So, you know, I mentioned that there's ways to make sure things are secure and they won't get tampered with. And there are, absolutely. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So, you know, knowing, being, um, you know, pretty computer savvy, I'm able to uh, identify, like look at my logs and so forth on the website, on, you know, on my host service and see uh, what users are doing by IP. And um, it turns out that you do get some tampering in terms of, you know, uh, they, they change some words around or, or, you know, flip things around. And you can you can try to find who the person is that logged in or accessed your wow. site and and did that. Uh, but what they do is they bury the lead in the sense of um, they have they like give away uh, your credential. Your, your they give away this is what I suspect is happening. They'll they'll go on some like hacking forum and they'll be like, here are the credentials for uh, this website. Hack in and screw with it. Right, so they'll put, they'll put it out there, but they won't be like the real credentials. They'll be a fake credentials, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to get everyone in the forum, the, the hacking forum, to go in and log into your website, and they won't be successful because the credentials they put out there were fake, right? But you see all these login attempts, right? So their tampering is then obfuscated by all this extra noise by people trying to connect to your site. And the reason I know this happens is because if you actually trace where all these connections are coming from, they come from very specific regions. So like uh, it turns out that one of, one of which was uh, um, were all sourced in Russia and Ukraine, um, where I got hundreds if not like a thousand logins. Uh, at the same time, I noticed a couple of keywords got changed here and there, uh, and a page got deleted and so forth. So what am I saying? You know, you, your question was, you know, can we, should we put up a coming soon page and, and put stuff uh, up as we go or, or, or something else? Well, the thing you have to understand is while you can make a secure page and keep logs and backups so like, you know, your site's never in jeopardy or gone or lost, it's just uh, you are going to receive that frustration. And the thing to keep in mind is that if you, if you do decide to you know, have it coming soon and then launch piecemeal bit by bit, bit by bit, you're going to face this stuff and it's going to be, it's going to drain you a little bit. It's going to drain some of that ambition energy that you have. And it's going to, you know, you know, you know spend some hours on trying to figure out, all right, what the hell are they doing? How, you know, uh, let me try to figure out who it is. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like a little curveball. It's going to slow you down and just slow down your momentum. And it's very, very, what they do is very, very effective. Um, and that's for someone who I like to think I know what I'm doing. But you should consider, here are the two strategies. You should consider, one, um, I understand that this is going to happen to me, and I'm going to launch, and I'm going to keep pushing, and I'm going to show them how strong they are, and I'm not going to lose, lose my steam. That's one approach. The other approach is to build the entire site, right? Do it well, you know, just, just, just bite your lip, bite your lip, make sure it's, it's really good, and then launch in one shot, and then continue to make improvements, or again, you know, go through the piecemeal process, understanding that they're going to be setbacks. And what you're looking at isn't the final product, and what you're working for 
is just the incremental progress. So there are two different strategies, but I'm just trying to keep things in perspective and keep things real for you uh, uh, so you understand what you're getting yourself into. I, like I just want to say – oh, go ahead. I was saying I like the second one, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say I agree with you, Sean. I, I agree with Ella about maybe we could just put up one page, just something simple that said the name coming soon, you know, um, maybe it's just about, you know, forming a group together, you know, nationwide or whatever the goal is, and that's basically it. And I think that the website, we should build it all together. And I just want to reinfer about what you said about it. I learned a very good lesson on what you're saying. I, I now, every single day, make a backup copy of my website because things have been changed on it. So, yes, that was a yeah, great point you made. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Terry is amazing, so I know that he is very uh, vigilant, and he can teach me to be vigilant as well. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I think somewhere in the middle might be the answer. Um, I kind of like the idea of putting up a page, coming soon, maybe some contact information um, and explaining our mission, you know, because it's an international concept or idea that we have. Is that correct, Sean? But Matthew was saying as well. That's kind of our vision. Yeah, I, d I definitely think so. And um, one thing we didn't touch about, and Terry briefly discussed this, is how decisions we made in the organization. Well, when I was trying my efforts, which which fizzled out, um, you know, Ella, you were part of this too. Uh, we had a lot of documentation made. We had or all of our ducks in order. We had articles of incorporation, including a 27-page document and all the rules of how we'd operate. And it was all by vote and by decision. And you got, you mean Ella, Ella and Terry and whoever else is involved. I mean, I, I'll be involved as an advisor here and there. Um, but you're welcome to all that material. And I mean, I'll give you the Thanks. keys for for everything. And like, it's everything you need to even make this into a 501c3 or the politically uh, active version, which is the C4. Um, or maybe I switch out. I think I switch out around. Uh, but I mean, you're, you're welcome to all those documents and you know, free revise it. But uh, Terry's approach to how to run this was, was spot on. It, it was the same thing as uh, the vision I had. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, you guys are welcome to all that. Thank you, because I know I was telling you know even Eleanor and Julie when I asked them to revise. Um, I knew that you know um, Terry, you don't know that uh, we had an email in a group and. So they've ironed out a lot. We, so we already know a lot of Julian and Eleanor's opinion. It's all in this Yahoo group that we can share with you. Um, so um, my point was, um, I don't remember, but um, yeah, so thank you, Sean, for that. And I know you have a lot of information already, so it's going to be a much more simplistic process. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, else. we certainly know Julian's opinion, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So maybe we can include you in that if you want to look at it. Hold on. Oh, Linda's coming in. It's almost it's the end of the call, really, but she's going to come in and say a quick hi. And just a little bit. She's been talking to a uh, a TI. Okay. Um. Well, I could tell her. You know, I think we're kind of done. I didn't want it to go over an hour. Mm -hmm. Something. Can I throw in real quick? Um, something I think that we should incorporate that I think will. Uh, really build our trust in the community is, and I don't know what you think about this, Sean, or anybody else, but I think that we should have a page that lists our minutes, what we talk about, what we're planning on, and what we're doing, you know, to some degree, so that it's open to the public, so that we're, we're very out front about everything. 
but that's just my opinion yeah. too. I'm with you. Total transparency. Um, and I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think I think so. Especially if you're taking money from people, um, you know, if, if, then only will 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 people feel better about donating uh, if they do see the transparency. But they'll know that their money, you know, wasn't misappropriated. Mm-hmm. Hello, Miss Linda Cusanzo. Hello, darling. Sorry, I'm late. I just I was on the phone with a little gal that really was hurt, and um, mm-hmm. so I just kind of lost time. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Hello, Cherry. Hello, Sean. Um, hello, Will. Is that Willow from anyway? Hello, Willow that's guest that's and Ella. How that's Eleanor. Good. Oh, that's, that's Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah. And um, oh. Ju- Julian was here, but she couldn't stay. It's a bad time for her this time of day. Matthew was said he was a hundred percent going to be here, but he might have got sucked into his writing vortex. So I know he's doing work <laughs> right now. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He's cute. And so, and Kyle was welcome to come, but I think he's still sleeping. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you a messaged me because, you know, because yeah, I wanted you know, to be here. So, what do you guys so, have? You have you put together some good stuff so far? Well, Sean, we were discussing, <laughs> yeah, we were all waiting who's going to answer. Um, oh. Yeah, we were discussing the website and um, ideas to keep this a very legit, transparent um, organization um, that's altruistic and, you know, really in, in educational. I mean, we're basically talking about that as well as ideas for the website, as I was mentioning. I think we kind of agreed upon the idea, and I need to get I need to get Eleanor and you to chime in. Um, since we're the people here, Spencer was supposed to come, but let's see, why doesn't Terry join? Okay, yeah, Terry will get you one in Sean's group, his Yahoo group, so you can go through and kind of read if you choose to. Um, um, so what was my point? I got sidetracked, guys. Um, the website, I think that's what we were discussing. So we were just coming up with the idea of have it like a um, uh, coming soon with some general information, our mission statement. Um, and any other pertinent information that people might find relevant, um, and then work on launching a website when we have most of our ducks in order. Is that the general? What do you think about that, Linda? Uh, my what 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 I I don't know. Um, that I think that sounds fine. My concern is that we need to get this set up um, on a on a site that we need a somebody who can come in and say, okay, you know, okay. For instance, like Captain Horton's, um, you know, the salami letter, mm-hmm. it was just, it was very tedious. And people are not going to involve themselves. You know, they have a life, they get, they also get stalked. It's just, it's chaos. And if it's something yeah. they can do fairly straight, straight, and I think we need to make a whole website like that. It's real simple. Real yep. simple to be able to, you know, because if you want a big organization that's, over, that's stretching over the country, we need to be able to, to, I mean, from what I've seen in the past, it's the lack of communication that has held us back. Yes, um, I agree. You know, and if we can easily, easily, you know, tap on something and not have to go through 94 different, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody has a different idea, you know? Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah, we need to keep it simple. Absolutely. And that's another thing that has held us back is it gets down to these all these 
maybe it's the aliens, maybe it's a yeah, maybe it's a you know, and it's like no, no, we have to stick with something that that, that appeals to the common mind, you know. Yes. Or we're not gonna you know, there are many more average people in this country than there are brilliant people. You know, so we need to we need to appeal to the average person who who may not have heard about the lizard people yet. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean that. <laughs> oh. I mean, well, you know, maybe they <laughs> and the aliens and the aliens chipped us. You know, they're yeah, all they, you know, yeah, and maybe they chipped us all night. We don't know. Um, yeah, we don't know. It could be true. We uh-huh, could. Uh huh. And every time you take I a could... breath, you're getting more aliens sucked into your lungs. Or something. Oh well, the story <laughs> I get is I'm Satan's bride. Satan is is I'm. Wife in another dimension. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Whoa. stay with that stuff, you know. I mean, maybe I'm Satan's bride. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should have a parody. We should do a parody at some point. It's really it's to entertain ourselves. I mean, if you take a look at all of the things that get talked about on the calls, and, the, and I don't know, it was, it was a year and a half ago, it was even more imaginative than it is now. But, I mean, you know, if we did a parody for just ourselves, just a little entertainment for ourselves, it would be hilarious. We, you know? we need to have Neil. We need to have Neil, and his. He's yeah. so worried about Planet X and Nibiru's coming, and the asteroid's going to destroy the every day. Aww. You know, definitely for fun, we should do something like that. Absolutely, but you know, overall, we can all agree that this is a, an organization to bring people together, and with all these strong communicators and all these. Minds have been around a long time that no activism. I think we should be successful. There's really, I don't know how we could go wrong. We're just being the bridge for people. You know, we're bridging these organizations, these leaders, the people that have successful sites and trying to get on the same page, trying to have, you know, and, and by sharing information, you know, we're sparking ideas in their head. They're giving us information. They might be educating us on information. Like, there's a lot of mind control information in Europe that seems to be a focus, maybe because of Magnus Olsen. Um, and I know Sean's not a big fan of all that, but, you know, we'll keep the message simple, you know, but I'm just saying there's all these different organizations around the world. And they, you know, I like John Finch from Australia. He's another, he's a guy that I, we should have involved. But then we'll also have to draw the line, you guys. We're all going to, oh, Matthew's here. All right. He's here. Yay. Draw the line with, well, I, like you said. Okay, but like I think we need to set that up first. Set up that, that, that communication avenue freeway, you know, first so that yes. we know, so that it's easier to get everybody on board. Because if we stay, yeah. if we stay fragmented, it's not going to work. Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah you know? I agree. Is there, do any of us know a computer expert? Um, that would be Terry. Okay. I don't know Terry. Terry from Oregon. Oh, our Terry. Our Terry. Our Terry. Oh, that Terry. Yeah. Um, is, is, is our Terry here? Yeah. Terry? He might be on mute. He's on Hi. mute. His background noise. Um, yeah, I'm here. Hi, honey. I don't, know that, I don't know that I'm an expert, but um, I can learn anything. <laughs> He fixed my computer. He's, he even Great. said something's broken. Call me, I'll fix it. And I had a broken computer. It wasn't working. I thought we were gonna have to buy another one. And he stopped. Oh right, so. Terry. All right. Yes. 
Um, fixing a prong. <laughs> okay. Not that, Carrie, I think you're wonderful, and I think you can learn anything. Um, do you think you could set up, like, this this um, TI highway for us that can notify everybody around the world when, when you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of different things. I mean, there's going to be some things I can learn, you know, unless somebody knows a, a regular webmaster, you know, and we'll, we'll probably want to have at least two or three people that can access the website and do things on it. And the reason why I say that, in case something happens to somebody or, you know, something else, but um, I'm willing to give anything a shot. I I do have a friend who um, who is a. I mean, she, her mother said she was born with a with a computer in her mouth or wherever, whatever. <laughs> but um, um, she's brilliant. But I don't think she'd do it for free. That's my concern about her. And I can understand yeah. that if you're not a target, you, why bother? You know, I can't imagine. I mean, my I- I can certainly be your backup, uh, Terry, and like help you troubleshoot uh, things. But um, you know, my I'm really having trouble finding time to to do my own thing. So that's why I've, I've sort of I was given up. But but I, absolutely, I mean, but I, I can actually help you troubleshoot and uh, look at problems that you're having, try to diagnose them, or maybe even um, you need a little bit of time off. Uh, you know, take take over that role for a couple of days until you're. You want to get back into it? Um, yeah. Be- well, I don't have a problem doing anything, but I'm just saying that there's some things that me and Linda discuss, and I'm 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 actually working on a project right now that she was talking about herself, and when she's talking about the tsunami email, and I'm trying to set it up so that I can take the, her basic letter off of that, so you can click in one button and it'll automatically copy it. Then you can somebody can go to their email and it'll automatically paste it. To be able to do that with the web addresses and the the email itself, so it's that simple. That's what Linda's talking about, and I'm working out. I got some of it to work, but I found out that uh, because I have four different browsers on my computer, I found out that like if I was working with uh, Edge, doesn't seem to want to help out with that very well for some reason. And Edge, when I copied and pasted it and tried to put it in the email that I'm working on, it wouldn't work. But when I did it in Chrome, it seemed to work just fine. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I found it. I, I I was unable to copy it. It wouldn't allow me to copy it. But then again, I I, don't, I never know if it's that issue, if it's there, if the issue over there or mine. Or my, you know, my um. I was doing just like you, we were talking about, Linda, and I'm still working on it, so that the text that people want to put, you, instead of trying to, to highlight it and copy it, you just click one button, and it's copied for you so that you can automatically Beautiful. paste it. Beautiful. And then you paste um, it into your email, and you take all those names, and you send it off. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Um, and also, Matthew has created a simple text, so it was so easy. He sent me the simple text for the copy and paste. It just uh-huh. took a second. Yeah. Matthew, cool. are you there? Matthew? Matthew? I'm here. I'm here. Hi. Can you not Hi. talk right now? Hi. No, I can talk. I just had myself on mute. Okay. Um, okay, so now we have Carla joining us as well. She's from Vermont. Guest date, will you please type in the um, chat and tell us who you are? It's one person who I don't know. Is this Carla? Yes. Hi, Ella. Hi, Carla. So um, you kind of caught the tail end of, of what's going on. We were talking about ideas 
you know, for the organization. And, and, and specifically, we were talking about websites. So um, I don't know if okay. you have any input that you'd like to give. So, um, you know. Um, I'll just listen quietly right now. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Okay. So, Matthew, do you want to um, give your, I know you weren't here for the first hour, input on the website, um, any general input you want to give? Uh, May I? Oops, sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Linda. Go ahead. Okay, Matthew. Okay. Uh, there's something right now that's happening that I think could use some attention, and that is Mike Mason's deal that he wants to, you know, put together. I don't know if we want to get that specific right now, but it's things like that that we could work up some real energy about, you know, and, and that we'll actually do something as opposed to, you know, just talking about our experiences, you know, because that's kind of what we do is we talk about our experiences. I never mind. <laughs> I'm late to the call. Never mind. I just, um, I just like the idea of working energy up, like, I can be so nice yeah. to be able to put that out there to everybody so they can think, understand yeah. You know, um, understand, you know. I think you're right, Linda. I, yeah. Like I said, I already added that to my website. And, so good. and the reason why I'm chiming in, I think that I think right now is the group that we're forming, being yeah. as well leaders here, I think if we help back that, it could come out to something bigger. I, I just thought I'd jump in and say that. Yeah. If we back, back what, that, like Mike's thing, you mean? Or Mike. Yeah, the Mike thing. To do the to do the voice this call simulation to help back that and get the word out and to make as many people know aware of to go to to Washington. I, I realize not very many people are going to be able to afford that. But like I said, even if we can, I said this last night on a talk show, even if we can get other TIs to just write a letter to the people that have put this together and stuff and get their spirits really high and stuff, that will help out tremendously and it will lessen their targeting during, I mean, we can do something that simple and Linda mentioned this last night. I'm not real big on donating money, especially in the beginning, and not, especially not a large amount. And some people may agree with me. But I do think this is a cause that any TI that could send five bucks should do because the demonstration could be huge, yeah. really huge for the future. And him, him talking about maybe in the future going around and doing demonstrations in different places. But the other sell for me on that was is that, and the reason why I think it's worth us talking about now is he also went to another aspect about his own trials and errors with this, that it could actually help people that have voice to skull really bad right now, and it could give them an avenue for some relief. So yeah. I, I just want to throw that in there. I'm done. Yeah, I, and, and it, the problem, too, has been, I think mean, one of the problems is we need something that can explain things like Mike's project, we need to be able to explain it to more people because there were people, I've been bringing up this thing for months and, and, and Mike brings it up too and he explains it, but he doesn't want to offend people or get or create, he doesn't want to make people feel obligated, but at the same time, please, you know, we need this thing. Um, but if we had a go-to place, like you're talking about, Terry, a go-to for that information that is detailed, that like Mike explained it, fully last night, you know, beautifully about how it's, I mean, some people were saying, well, how about, well, how about the, you know, the, the cell phones? How come you're not doing that? It's like, no, we can't go off in 90,000 different directions and think we're going to go forward. 
You know, it's just not going to happen. We need to. We just need to not do that. I don't know. Am I babbling at you? Sorry. I think we absolutely. I think you're absolutely right, Linda. I think we need to focus first and foremost on the lizard people. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. What would we do without the lizard people? Let's just all hive mind together, okay? Now, okay, all right. okay. We're hive real mind. hard. Think real hard. Now. <laughs> we're, all, we're interfacing this one. Yeah, we should. We should have Brian too. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> right. I, I'm out of it. If that's the case, I'm done. I'm no too. use me being part of it. If he's coming in, yeah. that's it. I got ten to make. Gone. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, um, oh I know. <clears throat> Yeah, we we absolutely we keep going in circles forever that way. Um, yes, broken yeah. records. Yeah, yeah. There will be no conversation. We don't want to be in the loop. We don't want to be. See, we're hiving too much. We're trying to speak at the same time. <laughs> I know. What if our hive gets too too extended? Other people may may hive hi- 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 in. They may hive <laughs> right in there with us. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who's the queen bee? <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, exactly. That's a big question. I do want to say something else out there real quick. Um, why I'm thinking about getting on my mind. I'm sorry about keep breaking But as far as Brian, too, is concerned, I, uh-huh. I know a lot of people make fun of him and whatnot. But I try to talk to him very seriously. I do think, I mean, because making a comment like that is kind of a little out of character for me. But I do think. Personally, Brian, too, does have something he can add. I don't think in a, a way to be part of this group. But I do think if somebody could sit down and talk to him, and I think Kyle's been working on it, he does have a lot of information. And I don't know if anybody heard me. I tried to talk to him if he'd write out something new and told him to write it down like he's talking to a six-year-old. Um, we could use some of that information that he's told us about and maybe – direct it in a more positive way. Because I don't think he's a totally bad guy. I just thought I'd say that. No, he's not a totally bad guy. You're absolutely right, Terry. However, uh, some of us have been listening to him for two years, and it's like it this, It doesn't change. It's the same thing, and it yeah. gets cumbersome. Yeah. It gets difficult to, to listen to, to deal with, and it brings a lot of people down. And that's that's my yeah. concern about Brian is that with him it's like I'm going to give you a bunch of words that none of you will understand, and then I'm going to tell you that it'll be in your life for the rest of your life. There's no way to get out of it, and it'll be with you till the day you die. You know, it's like eh, we don't need that. That is a downer. That is a, if, yeah. if we believe him, we are we are in the process of learned helplessness, and that's the last thing we need. And that happened mm-hmm. to me. I was more powerful, felt more powerful two years ago. Than I than I am really even now, you know, because I've heard this crap that says nothing can be done about it and you will die. Um, you know, I, we just can't have that. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, and I think maybe maybe the moderators should talk about that because we just I I, I try to cut things short when I hear depressing stuff coming, you know. Um, and God bless Mike last night; he cut that real short when some people were trying to introduce depressing thoughts you know it's just like somebody reads uh, never mind i i just i just think we need to stick with reality you know and like like sean agrees you know those those lizard people are where we need to start <laughs> <laughs> lizard people all the time yeah i know do you see them around you <laughs> oh my I, yeah absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. they're like go along the ground like lizards yeah 
Uh, <laughs> they are in my interdimensional dreams with the demons. I'm telling are you. Are they? Yeah. There's the green, there's the grays, and there's uh-huh. that standard alien. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the minute somebody shows me a picture of a gray, a real, you know, real, not not just some, you know, um, drawing that some person came up with, but a real gray. Okay, I'll believe it. I can't. I mean, Terry. I well, okay. I do know that some of us believe that other, and for, for us to think that we are the only life form in the universe is pretty narcissistic of us. But um, and I'm sure there are other forms, but they're not here. That's not up close and personal for us right now. No, it's it not really going to help our cause. Yeah, I think no. that's one thing. I, I know that all of us agree on that. Every single yeah. one of us. So. Matthew, do you want to chime in and give your two cents? Because we're probably going to end this pretty soon. The director of the the director of the CIA called Julian Assange a demon. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? I would say the CIA itself is a little bit of a demon. Yeah, and they <laughs> sure don't want anybody to believe what Assange is saying. Now, do they? No, no they, they don't. don't. So, yeah. <laughs> So on, we can on hold ourselves point, to a higher standard than the CIA. Yes, on that, yes. On that point, yeah, there's an old adage that says, uh, "Do you know how to, do you know how to tell when the CIA is lying?" When they open their lips. When they open their lips. When you what? <laughs> when their lips when their lips are moving. Yeah. 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 That's that's. That's why they have that. That's why they have that response. We can we can neither confirm nor deny what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, we won't tell you the truth about anything. <laughs> yeah. So. We're, well, we're thinking they actually know. Maybe they can't confirm or deny because, gosh, they're floating around in some, you know, never, never land. I don't know. So um, I guess I wanted to make a quick comment. And um, I really, I'm really excited about this organization. For me, I just need to be able to um, and I think this probably goes for a lot of other contributors. I need to be in control to a to a large extent of when I need to uh, be active and when I need to step back from it. So if we could think about setting it up in a way where um, our goals are not too ambitious and where also um, things can run themselves, that we have some redundancy built into it, uh, while we can still list. Um, uh, if that makes yeah. sense, we can we can still list yeah. a bunch of contributors and leaders, but there's redundancy built in, and um, y- you know we all need to prioritize our personal lives as well. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. That's why I think when you have a good board, it it, it would be sufficient. You know, so, and plus, if there's a d- big decision, it's it's called an email. You know, send you an email, get your vote, get your thought on it. I, I mean, since redundancy, my, yeah. redundancy is important. Since my, since my yep. targeting, I haven't had a personal life, and um, I, no. I, I I've kind of forgotten what that is. But I'm, I would like to try to, uh, I'd like to try to get back into that. And I think in the long haul, I'll be more effective that way as well. Because otherwise, it'll lead to burnout. Um, I'm not even targeted anymore, and I haven't even had a personal life for the last ever since I was targeted. We've been your personal life. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that it's been all business, 
it's been great getting to know you guys too. But um, I think you you know what I mean, right? Well, of course I yeah. do. Yeah, I didn't mean that. Is that is it kind of any kind of comment other than, yeah, we we're the only people you've been in contact with. So yeah. Um, and they're both starting work. They're both working. Uh, Sean and Matthew have new jobs, and so that's a big focus, and it, as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> let me just let me just say something about redundancy, and I think it's it you know and this um I met this guy in my last where I lived, and he was and he had been in Iraq training their soldiers. And um, and he he ultimately had quite a bit of knowledge about the tactics, except you know what was going on. And he said the number. And I was sharing with him that I was looking for a security camera because of what's going on in my life. And he said the the absolute clue is redundancy. You keep doing it because they keep doing it. So you just keep on in there and you just continue, 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 and 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 be as redundant as they are. You know, redundancy has a negative connotation to it, but um, and I, I think that's very wise. We, you know, people and me included, all you know, we're hoping for the day it will stop. And for me, that sometimes gets me discouraged that it's not stopping. And if we we kind of point in another direction, that being okay, we don't have to love this, but we need to do it. It's redundancy. We need to keep doing. You know, keep reminding, keep reminding, keep keep the message out, keep the message out, even if it's not fun. You know, it's just what we're doing. That, am I making sense? That was perfect. Making, well, it's kind of like cleaning house, you know, <laughs> for me. You know, I don't have to think it's, this is great fun. I don't have to wait till I feel like cleaning house. I just have to do it. And it's kind of like the same thing with our situation, you know. We don't have to love it, although I'm loving the feeling in this conference. This is feeling very good. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just one step in front of the other. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you want to give your two cents on a website? Any ideas? Mm-hmm. We were thinking what we discussed before you were able to come in was we were uh, thinking maybe we'll have like um, a coming soon, just a page, a simple page, and letting them know a little bit like your mm-hmm. wonderful statement. And I know Luda, I think, also has some information that maybe yeah. you might want to see if it. You know, I thought it was beautiful. And then maybe a general, like a you know, a paragraph or two or whatever content we want to put in there to give people the general idea of what this will be about, and maybe some contact information. What are your thoughts? Okay. Well, um, the idea behind this organization might be evolving, and that's perfectly fine. So I've been kind of outside of the conversation, but I'll I'll give my two cents. Um, I think a simple. Um, and professional and clean web pages are, are always good. When I when I say simple, I don't mean um, simple in a simple, clean, and and um, not overly stylized. And I, I think my vision for this was again we're looking at the participants or the kind of the member organizations or groups or moderators or activists are the ones that are doing their own work in their own way. Take, take Neil Chevrier, for example. He's doing his own activism and his own calls in his own way, making contributions, and we just want to facilitate um, collaboration and group efforts among people. So that kind of takes the burden off of us, and it also helps unify people. Um, so that, that was my vision for this, and I think, I don't know, I guess, Maybe that's still the same vision. So following from that, 
I don't really envision this web page as being an encyclopedic treasure trove of of information. That, that um, I mean, we those can we can. Yeah. What? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I was going to say those are other websites which we can link on to ours. Right, right. But I think um, I think avoiding too much information and too many hyperlinks and um, might keep what we want to have a clear mission and a clear mission statement, and that is basically bringing TIs together into a single professional organization. I think we also need to maintain standards too. So we need to, and, and I get, we'll have a lot of eyes on this, so I'm sure we'll do this, but we need to make sure that we don't set up something that becomes like a dead web page with broken links. And if uh, one of our, one of the people starts misbehaving that we were um, advocating for, you know, we need to have standards in that regard. Now, um, I have one more comment, actually. My brother-in-law, who I'm living with at the moment, it's it's been really interesting. I think maybe either I'm good at talking about this issue, but I think also the fact that I'm not currently targeted helps. But I've I've been, um, since my targeting, I've been incredibly open about this with people that, that I know and people that I meet. And he, um, his birthday was yesterday. For his birthday present, I actually gave him a hard copy of my 500-page report. Um, and we, we, uh, he's taken a great interest in this, in this issue, and we've talked a lot about it. And in one of our conversations, I actually thought of the concept. Do, do you guys know the concept mission creep? Yes. No. Or budgetary creep? No. It's when you, have, when you have a project, and the project, um, it's especially like in consulting you hear about this because projects have budgets, and you're supposed to do A, B, and C, but then um, after the budget's already been allocated, sometimes additional additional um, targets get added on, and next thing you know, you've burned your budget because the mission has crept into new areas. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So actually, yeah. I thought of a I thought of a related a related concept, and that is conspiracy creep. And I think I would like to avoid conspiracy creep. In other words. Let's stay on the main topics as much as we yeah. can and avoid getting into um, – let, let me give you one personal example. Um, and this is, might be controversial even in this group of people we're talking to here. But chemtrails. Chemtrails is possibly something real. It's definitely a cons- a, falls under the rubric of conspiracy theory. It may or may not be making a contribution, it may or may not be real, but it just adds one more thing that you need to convince people of, and it's not essential to the program of organized stalking and electronic harassment. Organized stalking well and electronic said. harassment works without chemtrails. Yes, well said. So we need to avoid conspiracy creep because we want our mission to be believable. Right. And there's a... Um, I, 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 I love that term that you... I love that, uh, the creep, using creep for when things start to get a little unclear. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. And yeah, that hap- yeah, Matthew, you're so right. And that happens on calls. You know, yes, it's like somebody, all of a sudden somebody <laughs> wants to talk about the cell phones. No, but it's the big thing is the cell phone. No, that's not targeting. We need to talk about targeting, you know. Start calling them creeps. Hey. 
That would fit my calls. <laughs> I know, and I was forced. I was forced to disclose that the chat window on TalkShoe is is streamed live to Naval Intelligence, and I didn't want to have to disclose that the other day. <laughs> was that Matthew or Terry? <laughs> We were talking to Karen because Karen gets on my call. She was uh, out of line. Anyways, we won't uh, waste her breath, but it was uh, definitely interesting. <laughs> well, but you're not the only true. one, i got to tell you. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm moving into your, you know, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. It, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yep. I have mine. We don't even have to talk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and I'll just say one more thing, just so, just so everyone here listening knows. Um my forte is writing and editing, and so um, that's where I would like to contribute. And um, I, I can't I can't be the single editor for every written content, but I can certainly jump in for select things. And um, just so everyone knows, um, that that's how you're using my skills the best is is ed- editing written content or writing written content. Um, I, 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 and I also can serve as an advisor when it comes to um, neuro, neuroscience type topics. Mm-hmm. Great, excellent. And then, when that's another thing we might have to bring up is what, what our strengths are. Um, you know, like I hope people trust me. You know, as an executive of advertisement in New York, so I know I know what appeals. And do you know? Do you know, one thing that's really interesting? You guys may not know. I mean, I think you guys are all smart. You guys probably know this. Part of advertising is understanding in psychology. So, Wait, is this um, Ella speaking right now? Yeah, it's Ella. Oh, sorry, your voice sounds a little bit different. Okay, just okay. making sure. <laughs> so, like, we can all utilize whatever um, capabilities we might possess with keeping in mind that we'll all agree on, you know, everything across the board. Everyone needs to agree, but, yeah. you know, so, you know, I just think we can find our little niches, and, um, and but everyone's opinion counts, and, no, nobody's in charge, and no one person in charge. And that's how we all decided it should be. Although there might be a person who's coordinating or facilitating, or you know, if you guys want me to have a conference call, just let me know, and we'll have a conference call online if you want to. You know, um, you know, and I tend to be overly ambitious, so you guys can uh, tell me to calm down. So if I get too ambitious and try to do too much at once, I'm definitely that way. I've always been that way. So. You guys curtail me when need to be when I need to be. Well, I, I would say that you, um, not everything needs to be not every small decision needs to be run by the group at first. Um, okay. And, you know, that that would actually take up a lot of time. And also, once we get a web page up, um, you know, all of us will be looking at it. If we see an issue, we we can use um, you know we each have like a veto that we can use on rare occasions. But we we don't all need to be in perfect agreement on everything. I think we have pretty much broad agreement already. But if, if um, it, not every decision needs to be run by, uh, unless, unless you feel concerned that you want to hear from the group, because, I, I mean, I think we're all professional. We can use judgment that way, and we can be efficient that way. And um, we can have these kinds of group meetings, I don't know, I still want to say on a quarterly basis. That That seems... Maybe that doesn't seem like it's often enough, but we can be in touch with each other all the time. But I'm just saying, you know, um, to facilitate more efficient use of people's time, we don't need to always be on call. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That makes sense. 
Okay. I have an idea. Um here. Well, with the uh, and thank you, Matthew. I think we're all hearing you tremendously. We mm-hmm. probably agree. Okay. As far as this is my idea on, on how to keep it simple because I so agree. You're got you got to catch attention. You got to catch people's attention and then give them a little information. And if they want more, then they can go to the link. But, yes. You know. For, okay, one thing that I had, which I do love, and it's a Martin Luther King, no one is free until we are all free. And then I thought maybe we could add, are you free? Um, and then and then uh, just a few facts, like the department just indicated, you know, says that there are uh, one and a half million people stocked, well, more than that now, um, in this country every year. Um, that is not freedom. Uh, you know, just a few facts like that, so they know that we're not a bunch of wing, you know, bats out, out there that we're actually c- citing governmental sources, you know, and we are concerned about it. And you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and, you know, but uh, like a, a one that catches them, no one is free until we're all free. Are you free? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That, that's great. I would just, okay. No one is free until we're all free. That that's a quote from Martin Luther King Martin Luther Jr. King. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So no, no one is free until we're all free. And then the next line should be, are you free from organized stalking and electronic harassment? You know, that would be my only suggestion. We might suggestion. Want to give him, okay. I, be, because, because um, are, are you free? <laughs> no, I'm not free from taxes. I'm not free from loneliness. I'm not free from this mud that's in my backyard. You know, it's just like, um, so we need to just add that, not to the quote, but, and I, I think that's great, um, Linda. I think... Just if you have an idea and you're motivated, just do it. Whoever's going to be organizing the initial preparation of this site, let's just do it. Let's get the content up there, and we can chime in uh, if we say, hey, you know, the next time we get together and talk, we say, hey, you know, that, that logo's not really working. Let's try another one. And it, it can okay. be a work in progress. I would say don't, don't hesitate. Just, just, start, just start slapping yeah. her together. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> That's what I hope to hear. Just um, slap, slap, slap her together. <laughs> hey, that'll work. <laughs> what do you think, yeah, Sean? Okay. Is that... Sean has um, a different idea, but yeah. oh, oh. it's opposite. You're... But I like your idea, Matthew. I'm gung ho for yours. <laughs> well, I just, I, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, I'm here to get <laughs> comments, um, but I'm, I'm here to, uh, you, hey, you, you want. Here's how you use me. This is what I, I guess what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to be slapdash about this, but what I'm trying to say is you need a, um, you need a four-sentence paragraph that describes this. You email me that. that that's what I, what I want to work on, and I give that back to you. That, that's using my resources effectively. But for me to sit, sit down and get it, I just personally don't want to get into the nitty-gritty at this stage of where I am with my new job and stuff like that, of of design. Does that make sense? I so, love that. I love the nitty-gritty of design. Yeah, so use it. people, use people, yeah. use whoever wants, whoever's motivated. So anyway, how does my view differ from yours, Sean? I mean, what's... Well, I mean, I think if you were to listen to the recording, uh, you catch most of it. But essentially, it comes down to um, there's a lot of you're going to get a lot of pushback. Uh, speaking from experience, uh, building my own website, um, 
there's a lot of tampering. There are ways to be able to take their website, but you can't escape the tampering. And you will have things change, uh, words, documents deleted, and things moved around. And uh, you know, I'm fairly computer savvy, and I was able to look into my logs and see there was a bunch of very weird connections. But a lot of that stuff was obfuscated by thousands of different connections from like weird parts of the world, like 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 Russia or Ukraine. So like they'll do something, they'll change stuff and move stuff around. And um, I guess that you know doing things piecemeal, uh, you have to understand that. You're going to get a lot of pushback and you're, you're going to lose a little steam because you have to battle through these little things that come up and like troubleshoot and figure out what they're doing and try to reverse things and so forth. So um, it's going to take steam out of, your, you know, out, of, uh, out of your bag. At the same time, like, or on the flip side of that, you can put everything up, like you know, work on it for a couple months and put everything up on one shot. So then you have confidence already up there. That's a little tougher because you've got to bite your tongue and not release and not release until you're finally ready. But when you do launch, it's very, very exciting. But then you have a platform where, you know, there's, there, there's, you have the product there. And, you know, it's not like this build-up, this build-up event, and never going to get there because there's so much pushback. Um, it's but, just like, here it is. Yeah, those are all really important points. Actually, I hadn't. I hadn't thought about um, if we really want to set a good standard for our organization. We, maybe we do want to. We want to do have a a release where we release something. So slapping it together, I guess I meant um, conceptually, and if we can somehow share that design internally without having it as a public web page, and then at some point releasing it when it is ready. That seems like a uh, a more professional approach. And and I hadn't really considered the tampering. I mean, I, sometimes I forget about the levels to which these groups will go, and you're, you're absolutely right. I just haven't – I'm not thinking there because I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. I haven't done any, anything on the web, but um, I guess you've had firsthand experience with that, and I hope that um, doesn't hmm. – I have, I have a, experience oh. in that, that um, you know, even in advertisement, you do like a, a trial run and you get feedback and you build off the feedback. Um, so, I, 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 you know, but it's not websites necessarily. It could just be an ad, you know. It could be an idea for an ad that was passed around. Or, um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think, I I, think you're, you I know. Just want, we, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I think his idea, Matthew's idea about uh, at the end there that he mentioned about a way to share the website, um, what we could do is... Uh, we could go ahead and put up just a one page if that's what everybody agrees on it. But we could actually and do that on a free site, something that's just temporarily to link to our .org, I believe, uh, what was purchased. Um, but what we can do is we can go ahead and use a free site, and we can put the site together and uh, take our little bit, take some time and do that. And then what we can do is share that link among just ourselves to give feedback back and forth. And then once we get the design that we all want and we've all contributed to, then we could, what we could do is link that to our .org. And that way we could work on a website the whole time while having just one page up, say, coming soon. I just thought I'd throw that in there because it was a great thing you said there, Matthew. All right, yeah, thanks. Um, uh, I haven't really thought through these issues, honestly, because my head's not in web design and 
and and internet right now. And so when I said slap it together, what I, I really meant was let's not – if there's motivation in this team to go forward, let's not let um, small issues and disagreements stop us. Let's put something up. Let's – there seems like there's a little bit of momentum, if, if especially if Frank's protest really does go off as a major – or when I say major, I mean if 20 people show up and protest together in a professional way, that'll be a major coup. Um, you know, there, there's, some, there's some exciting stuff going on with the email campaign. So getting something yes. up sooner than later is a, is a good idea. Thank you. Thank you. That's how I feel. We do need to get this tsunami, you know, campaign going. We do need – if you – once this is up, me and Spencer can get it out to a million people. We have our ways. So we can go online and just get it everywhere. I could spend like a week just – sending it and posting it everywhere. Plus, there's ways you can do it. There's little Google ads you can do, and you can do it relatively inexpensive if you know what you're doing with the AdWords. It's not, I mean, you can do it cheap, Sean. I know you've done it too, and you're, you're familiar with it. But there's ways. If Once it's ready, and then we can get this information out there and connect people up. Maybe not a million. He's gotten out millions of pieces of information um, the way that he knows how. He's got really great ways of doing it. Um, he can buy... Uh, advertisement for even like he can show me how to buy advertisement even for the organization on Twitter. You know, he, he got that with like hundreds of thousands of people supposedly. Um, so he has ways of doing it. So when it's ready, and then we're going to go out and get it all over the web and send it to everybody, send it to people who also do the same thing we do so they can send it out to their hundreds or thousands of people um, or make sure that many viewers see it. So the sooner we get it up, Are you taking better. donations, Ella? Um, I started a web page. I haven't asked for any money. I did send it out as a test for like 20 to 20 people. Um, so we do, I do have one. And it is basically, I, I hope you like the writing I did it. It's a brief one. If you go, under t, if you go to GoFundMe.com and you look up um, TI Angel 2016, it comes up at Gmail. You just put in my email address and you can tell me if you agree, you know, if you think it's well, good. Uh, taking donations is maybe, I, I have no real real opinions on that one way or the other, but with the money, we might be able to do some, some cool stuff and um, yeah, there might be some costs coming in, but we, we need to just keep, uh, this is not aimed at you, but we just, we need to have impeccable transparency on oh, that yeah. going forward. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, Spencer is, he is a great person for getting the word out. He's is Spencer going to be on our team? Yeah, he was going to try, he's actually doing a march down in Austin. Um, uh, about it's tied into the psychiatric system. Um, so yeah, he wants to be on the team. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, it all sounds good. Um, don't you have another call starting? Well, in an hour, I, I guess. Yeah, I do in an hour. Um, just, but, just so you guys know, um, Tomo's legislative proposal for California is amazing. Is it? She's. I just spent two hours it. commenting on it. It, it is really? so cool to see that language in the in the, she's has it in the language of a of a bill for California, and um, you know it is it is if that's what we're talking about, that's exciting. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's she's astounding. She really is. <laughs> Me and Sean were talking about her this morning. Her her bulldog persistence and her intelligence and her vision. Yeah, she's really amazing. And I know this is exactly. Um, oh, yeah. sorry. I'm just saying, so, I, I mean, um, I'm, I'm also doing efforts like this on the side, you know, helping her. I'm making, I'm, I'm actually 
trying to make a high production quality video that I've been working on for several weeks for YouTube. And so um, that's kind of like in the spirit of how I look at this organization. We, we, we want an organization yep. that basically just um, is a professional outward face for all the activity. It's not only just a forward facing, um, you know, face or umbrella organization, but it's also a, an organization to promote um, collaboration. But really, it's, it's all these exciting people are doing these exciting projects on their own, and that's what we really want to promote. Yep, um, I agree. Um, see, that's the thing. It's a, that's what this is about. It's almost a promotional tool. It is, it is. It's a promotional tool, but we also, or at least the way I envisioned it originally, is that I think we want to have occasional get-togethers online where we where we have calls that are just all these leaders, not not the um, advisory panel, but all I guess whatever we list as the member members of our organization, the member organizations. We want to have strategy meetings with them and uh, maybe on a quarterly basis or whatever. But I anyway, I guess I'm just being redundant now. Um, you want to talk about the me mechanics of getting this set up. So um, it sounds good to me. I I can be used as an editor um, and and giving feedback. And I want to be an advisor because I think I can serve as an, as an advisor from a from a academic scientific standpoint. Okay. Yeah, and your vision too. This is all based on your vision in the podcast. No, 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 that, I, no. Don't let's take that back because. Um, uh, I'm not the only one to think of, of these kinds of things. And uh, I, I certainly don't want to be in that, in a central role. I think this is a group effort. And I think it, it right. I just want to make it clear, you know, and just coming up with a, no one comes up with an original idea anymore, Ella. Um, if anyone, if, if anyone says that they come up with an original idea, given the number of centuries of human endeavor and, um, and thought, it's, it's, it's not true. People are coming up with ideas in parallel all the time. Right. We, I know, but it was you on the podcast that got me thinking, and Linda. Linda became, you know, that's the first time I've seen Linda really, you know, she can speak for herself, but she liked it very much. Well I'm after pushy. Her. When I like something, I'm pushy. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, um, great. Thanks for We're getting you, a little you, off base. I think you've got Thanks. a lot to say. Um, I, I, okay. I can talk people's ear off if that's what you mean. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I wasn't saying that to you guys. I was saying that to no. I met my parents out too. I know. I know you weren't. I do, I do deadpan humor. It takes a while to get used to. Yes, but I love it. It's excellent. Okay, you make, you make me laugh, Matthew. Anyway, so thank you. I think this was a productive meeting. I have to do some things before the next call. So, Matthew, you'll be on the call discussing Tomo's bill, which I'm really looking forward to, and it's so nice to hear your excitement about our bill. And I told you It's, a, it's a legislative proposal. It's not a bill, but... Okay, yeah, legislative proposal. She... Um, she is a secret weapon. She's very quiet, stealth, and determined, but she's, she's pretty amazing. Also, just in case some people are not going to be on the next call, think about this. California, instead of, um, it, California is a state where we might have a chance um, of actually making some headway because yeah. uh, there's already been a precedent with Richmond, California. California is a progressive uh, state. And imagine if we just focused all of our efforts on California 
It's the seventh largest GDP in the world. Anything that happens in California would set a standard for the, for the rest of the world. Um, and, and the same is true if, if the Europeans focus their efforts on Poland, because Poland's already shown signs of taking this issue seriously. So it's um, go California. Let's, let's, uh, let's support yeah, California. Matthew, we also we have another county in, in in California, Santa Clara, that has put restrictions on any device that uses any surveillance, anything, and they mean it. They are, I mean, they've got like a ten-page restriction thing going on that that I think we could emulate beautifully. In fact, I I have um, at this point emailed back and forth with the guys that, that wrote all of this and set it up, and it was pushed through by one of their city, not not a city council member, higher than that, a big guy. Um, it was pushed through. They are very serious about not allowing um, surveillance that is invasive. You know, they want to know, they want to know everything. They want to know, do you, are you going to share this with third parties? If so, what are those third parties? Are you going to do this? If so, what are you going to get from it? Did you get the information that you were re- requesting? Did that make sense? And they have to come every year and back up that they are paying attention to all those rules. And they have to do that in front of the public. They have to do that at council meetings where the whole public is there. And I think that's brilliant. And I think that's something that could really feed us. I haven't gone back to this guy lately, but I will. Um, As long as we're on a roll here, because I think they could be, or this guy, could be extremely helpful. They have really put the kibosh on, on illegal surveillance. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about that in Ellis Call and um yeah. uh Sean, I wanna I wanna connect with you in person one of these weekends coming up soon. So I'll I'll be in touch and hopefully find a weekend when you can uh when I can come up to Philly maybe on my way to New York City, meet up with you for half a day. That sounds great. I mean I have uh yeah, I have, if you wanna even have a free place to crash, I mean I have extra bedrooms, so I'm welcome to stay too. But uh, yeah, let's talk offline and uh that sounds like a great idea. Okay, hey, I'm heading up to I'm heading up to New York in a few weeks, and and uh, maybe I could do a stopover for one night on my way up. Sounds good, Matt. Okay, cool. I noticed California just showed up. Is that Tomo? Uh, no, I think Tomo's not. You didn't invite her to this call, did you? Um, I did. Um, oh. Let's see, Tomo. Maybe it's not her. I don't know who California is. Somebody from California. I don't know who it Hi, is. Hi, this is Keiko. I'm sorry. I'm just listening. Okay. Oh, you came early. You came early for my call. Oh, yeah, my call is not t- for an hour, but... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're... I'll call back. <laughs> no, you don't have to go. You can stay if you want. We're almost done. Um, yeah. Uh, Terry, back. I haven't met you in person or talked to you yet, Terry. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm just trying to uh, keep um, it on mute. I I had it unmuted earlier, and I didn't know I was talking to other people. Sorry about that, guys. I'm, I'm really gung-ho about Frank's protest, and... Um, can I get maybe Ella can share your email with me because I would love to if you could help me if you if you have some T-shirts maybe if I sent you some money you could send me some T-shirts before then or uh, what we can talk about it um, offline. But yeah. Hey, I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, why don't everybody? I'd like to talk to everybody personally on the phone, and everybody's welcome to call me anytime you guys want to talk about anything. And I'll just give my phone number out now if you guys have pens and paper. Or you can get it from Ella later. That and my email. That's. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm looking for a pen, but. Sorry. Yeah. Go for it. I found a crayon. 
Okay, it's 503-388-2902. And seriously, guys, I I might be a little bit of a different person. I'm, I know I'm strong in what I think and the way I present myself, but if anybody has any comments, you know, any of you, feel free to call and let me know exactly what is on your mind or if you want to bounce stuff back and forth or just talk or or anything. I really in I'm in this to win this. So Terry, all all outspoken TIs are different individuals that we're all we're all very um unique and strong and the, a, lo- a lot of the lame people in the middle would never speak out if they were victimized this way. So you don't you're you're we're all like you, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I got well, okay guys, so I guess we should I can, number one, I have a couple options. I have to go personally. If somebody wants to stay on, just leave it on until my call rolls on, um, which is in an hour. You're welcome to do that. Or I can just leave the call. I can hang up, and you guys can continue to talk amongst yourselves. I got to go, and I, I got to get ready for your call. So, Okay. Get out, um, get out here. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and leave it open. And then, you, like I said, you guys can walk away, whatever you want to do. Um, I'll be back on in about 45 minutes. Thank you guys for a great meeting. I really appreciate the input, and um, I think we came up with some uh, a good, a good, um, uh, some good decisions as far as the website goes. So we'll just see how that goes. And, and Terry, Monday we'll get together and we'll get to work. All right, it sounds good. Okay. Thank you all. Okay. So what are we going to do? <laughs> I was reading the chat. Are we going to stay and talk? Because I got it. I want to read. I, I have yeah. to uh, do some stuff until the next call. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off, guys. But yeah. uh, I'll be back in a bit. See ya. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So are you taking off window? Or are you staying here? No, I'm gonna stay here. No, I'm I'm no, I'm gonna stay here. I want to read something. <laughs> I don't know if I think. It's... Well, who who else is here with us? I don't know. Hold on. Is Eleanor me... still with us? Is Eleanor uh, hey, Willow? Yeah, she's Willow. Okay, I'll tell you guys if I'm still listening. Um, Green Man, he comes on the call, so he got here a little bit early, too. We have Terry, Dr. Sean. We have Carla from Vermont. We have um, a woman named Elizabeth from France, who I really appreciate. Fire Within's a little bit early. And then we have Matthew, and we have you, Linda, and myself. That's who's here. We have some early people for the next call, so. Okay. We'll already be ready to roll. So Eleanor is still with us? Yes, she is. is. Mm -hmm. Eleanor, I just want to tell you thank you very much for responding to my emails. I really appreciate it, and I hope I can tap into your knowledge in the future. I'm going to send you, Terry. I'm going to go ahead and copy the chat thus far. I'm going to go ahead and send you the email so you can read her responses. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, because I I didn't get a chance to get home. I was trying okay. to set up the deal with the T-shirts and stuff. Hello, is uh, Linda still there? Yes, I am. Hi, Linda. This is Seanster. I uh I got disconnected hi, while listening. Oh, hi. Huh? I got disconnected while listening a while ago, and I caught the tail end of you talking about someone or some website, and you used the word kibosh. <laughs> I just wondered who you were talking about. And uh, I don't do you remember. remember. I don't think. I don't think I used the word kibosh. 
I don't remember using that word today. Oh, some resource, some resource that you were talking about. I just missed what it was. Oh. I, th- I heard you talking about the end. I also had another question about something. Uh, I remember you mentioning something about Himalayan pink sea salts for uh-huh. putting in a bath. Uh-huh. I have a. I bought this discount tapas plate made out, made out of that, and I ground it on, grind it in a coffee bean grinder. And what do you do? Just oh. add it to your bath water, and it helps uh, remove metal. I'm I'm the I'm the um um. What is it? What is, what is the stuff you get? Epsom salts person. I throw Epsom salts and baking soda into my bathtub. And okay. yeah, you just put a couple of cups of it in there, let it completely dissolve, and then and let your bathtub fill up enough to completely soak your body so that it gets all the toxins out. And this will hopefully draw the toxins out of your system. I, I have know those two I, things. I just wondered if there was a use yeah. for Himalayan pink salt. It couldn't but. hurt. It couldn't hurt. Okay. It's supposed to be very healthy. It's supposed to be very healthy with regards to our issues, you know, protective for us. I don't know enough about exactly about it to be able to sound informed. Um, I just um, I just know that a lot of people say it's great stuff. That's all I know. As no, a I, soaking, yeah. soaking okay. thing, not just okay. eating it, soaking in it. No, yeah. Couldn't okay. hurt. All right. Couldn't hurt. It's, it's a good detoxifier. You know, anything that can do that. You know, and I want to say something about the soaking in the bath. It's it's so strange, but it changes my mood. When I get, have a nice long soak with um, with the Epsom salts and the soda and whatever else I throw in there to detox, I can feel my mood lifting tremendously. This is no, this is no, you know, this is not uh, some bizarro far out idea. This really works. See, we can't overdo it. Um, um, Bless Carl, uh, Kyle's heart. He he took too much potassium iodide and made himself pretty sick. We have to be careful not to. We have to read labels. Don't take more than you're supposed to. Um, even if this um, Charlie guy says it's a good idea, just take care of yourself. But also, um, yeah. also I had a. I wondered if anyone has. Uh, there was a call, and maybe in your call a few weeks ago, <clears throat> someone had mentioned that HBO sponsored Vice TV is doing a series on targeted individuals. I yes. wonder if anyone has looked into that. I looked into it a bit, and I had a kind of a maybe a concern. I don't know if anyone else has gone further than realizing they're going to put one up. But uh, yeah, I, something I, about a TV series because I'm in um, I'm in uh, negotiations with somebody. Well, this this is a HBO sponsored a Vice TV. Oh, 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 this is different than what yeah. I'm who I'm talking yeah. to. Okay. I, I was overjoyed to hear it because I'm like, this is a big outlet. Lots of young people uh-huh. love Vice. Uh huh. And. Uh, <clears throat> I looked it up, and I don't know whether it's going to be a concern or not. It's called the um, it's this miniseries is going to be called Reality Wanted, and it is about targeted <laughs> individuals. But I don't like that idea. I don't like about, that. It, are you familiar Uh-oh. with the bases Miles Johnson Johnston thing on YouTube? These no. are going to be the targeted individuals that are on the extreme end of this spectrum, which could appear kind of nuts to some people. The, I don't like that. They're gonna, they're often on the bases channel on YouTube, which has a lot to do with aliens and UFOs, and they're all they're all implanted and heavily implanted in things. It's not much about just plain old organized stalking and uh, electronic harassment. Yeah, That's so I'm like, oh no, this is another hit piece like the New uh, York Times. I hope not. <laughs> oh, I'd I like everyone that. to look. It's called uh, the United or Reality Wanted Vice series on targeted individuals. Reality Wanted. And everyone, everyone can yeah. determine for themselves, I guess, by looking that up. Okay, but I'm going to look it up. Look the it title up. itself is concerning. Obviously, they think we need reality. Yeah. 
um, yeah, reality wanted you. You know, yeah. we are we have reality. I saw we, yeah. on the reality. picture on the website. They show this woman, Sarah Adams, who was the girlfriend of this guy Max Spears, who is said to have been. People think he was murdered, died under mysterious circumstances. He was a because I'm interested. I like UFO stuff, but I don't I don't equate it necessarily <laughs> with what I'm going on. But I I know I'm familiar with these people, and he did in fact die. And his mother is perplexed about it and strange. Anyway, she's on there. She was the regular person on that Miles Johnson Bates series on YouTube. But they're all pretty extreme end of the spectrum. And uh, as far as getting it out to the public, it just seems like something that's yeah. going <laughs> to. We can't. That's going to turn people off. We can't do that. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's in production. Know, I don't know how to stop it. But, I really don't. I'm so disheartened because that type of stuff is really powerful, and it's it's like a, it's disinformation. It's going to paint us in a terrible light, and it's very concerning to me. HBO is a very popular channel. Yeah, it did seem sort of like a hit piece. I've no doubt what these people go through is true. It's just it's not the norm for most of us. It's a little more out there and <sighs> hard to believe for some people. I'm in a bad mood now. And we need to stay in the total believable, you know, to, to have us not identified as, uh, you know, quacks. Yeah, we don't want people talking about, you know, or wearing tinfoil hats or whatever they like Vice to say about it. had previously refused to cover the issue at all, but it's like, oh, I thought they came around, they're going to finally cover the issue, but no, they're going to... Thank you. <laughs> make us look bad. Well, I'm gonna hunt. I'm gonna hunt down those producers and have a little talk and see if we can get some people that actually have some credibility. But is it gonna discredit them by appearing on there? That's the thing I worry about. Hey, there's a psychiatrist, Seth Farber, who was on Ramola's website, Everyday Concerned mm-hmm. Citizen, and he wrote. He tore the New York Times a new one. He's like, I Yo, know. I'm a wonderful hey, piece. He did it. Yeah, did you read that article? I don't know. Let's give you a link to Terry. Because Terry, because Terry needs to put that up on his website. That's great. Yeah, and often psychiatrists aren't on our side. This guy is like these people no. are real. This happens to people. There's historical precedent, and you know, and he's not a psychiatrist, by the way. He's a oh, psychologist. Oh, Barber. Yeah, um, but he he discusses psychiatric uh, the errors of the within um, and the um, what's the word I'm looking for? He discusses. Yes, the field of psychiatry. Um, he's very anti-psychiatry. Um, so, and I know him very well. Um, gosh, we've probably spent a hundred hours talking. So, um, he's a very good man. He's not even a TI, and he goes out on a limb for us, and it's kind of a risk too for him. But he doesn't care. You know, he feels. Yeah, maybe he'll tear the uh, vice uh, producers a new one. <laughs> oh, that's. I'm going to find out about that. I'm going to spend a day trying to research and. Oh, hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to put myself back on mute. I have to do a couple of things. I'll be back. Terry? Terry, are you there? Yes, I'm just I'm just Hi, muted I, for a minute. Okay, I'm doing yeah, stuff while Yeah, I just want to ask you, do you have Ramola's site um, linked? I, I don't know if I do or not, but send me the link and definitely I'll look into it. I don't have her, I don't have her link either, but um, but she's everyday concerned citizen dot. There you go. Everyday concern. I might. 
you can always go look and see if it's one that I have linked uh, under the website pages. Hey, Sean, I um, I actually looked at that too a little bit, and the title kind of concerns me. If you have a link to go look so I can start researching to head me in the right way, I'd like to, if you could share that with me. That Oh, yeah, that. I'm on a, a landline phone right now. <clears throat> My computer is really, I, I, <laughs> I don't, it would probably... I just don't know. It, it does all kinds of unpredictable stuff. But I could tell you right now, uh, you just go to everydayconcernedcitizen.net, and the first search results will say a good site to get info, and that's Ramola D's site. And if you search in there, Dr. Seth Farber, you'll see him, the article about his response to the New York Times article on targeted yeah. individuals. Okay. I was actually talking about the HBO thing, but yeah, oh. I wrote to the New York Times too. I wrote a letter to the person that wrote the article, and I wrote a letter to the editor too. I can uh, verbally to, tell you the HBO series. If you just read uh, Google or Firefox, I prefer search uh, uh, HBO Vice HBO Vice series on targeted individuals. Reality wanted. Okay. I just did yeah, that. that. I just did that, and I couldn't find it. Huh. But I'll do it again. I didn't. Okay, HB, HBO. Could you say it again? HBO Vice series. The important word would be Vice, all in capital letters. Okay. HBO sponsors Vice. And okay, Vice series. Um, reality individuals. wanted. Okay, a reality wanted. On targeted individuals. I don't. It could be in a different order, but that should get you there. That's it. Should get it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, Google will help you spell. If you can't spell your words, <laughs> they find everything for you. Um, oh, oh, it's right here. Oh, By, well, no. Special reporter, house divided. I'm not sure what that's about. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay. going to a mini series. It's going to uh, run a few weeks, I guess, every once a week. Or And Sarah Adams is on there. I'm familiar with her. And I don't disbelieve everything she says, but it would be hard for most people to believe anything when she says. And her boyfriend well, was Max Spears, who died mysteriously recently. And uh, they were both regular contributors on this. Miles Johnston, they're from England or Scotland, and uh, they have a lot. They have a lot of TI stuff on there, and but it's just as much. It has a lot to do with UFOs and aliens, also, and implants and and Montauk Project type stuff. Really <laughs> fringe kind of stuff, but. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like you were saying, the whole first part of this last short show of Ella is that we need to keep it simple, stupid for the general public, yeah, if we at all yeah. can. And uh, I have a million extremely crazy things that happen to me that I would love to impress upon people. Hey, this actually happened, but I'm like, I, I realize, whoa, well, I better start with the boots on the ground, lots and lots of strangers messing with me, which is called organized stalking. And, uh, yeah, really. And, getting hit by wavelengths of energies that are known, such as microwave and things like that. Um, Electronic harassment, in other words. That, I wonder, sometimes. Harassment, electronic harassment, electronic intrusion, electronic torture, I don't know. Harassment. It's all. Yeah, Yeah, harassment seems a little (laughs) bit light for some of the stuff we get. If you're getting maimed and knocked over see or injure yourself that's a little bit more than harassment <laughs> but for the purposes it's been used for a while I, people are somewhat familiar with it by just browsing yeah. and accidentally running across it i mean even george norris coast to coast show had one three or four years ago called electronic harassment 
and he's known to be like a kind of an academic gatekeeper, you know, or like he doesn't really, but he had good guests and they cover this issue pretty well on that particular show. Um, well, I, 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 talking about people on on shows that were, you know you go to what's what's sorry never never mind I'm babbling again I'm actually looking trying to look up Mike Spears um, okay okay um, yeah if you I find think people, keep it simple uh, stupid the first time I saw that keep it simple stupid was when I went to my, one of my first AA meetings and I saw that up on the wall and I thought oh. I like it. I don't have to get into all this complex stuff because that won't keep me sober. What will keep me sober is I just keep it simple. And that's, I, you know, it's like simplicity is so much easier for everybody to understand, to accept, you know, and, and like, like um, Matthew started talking about the creepers, you know, the various things that start creeping the out. The information like, creep or the mission creep or yeah. the, what do you call the conspiracy creep or? Well, it's like, you know, we really can't go after, I mean, we're talking about targeting here. And we're talking about a specific type of targeting. And if it gets too overblown, too out there, and starts to involve everything from a cell phone tower that you got to, and then it's got a, um, and then you got to watch out for this, and then watch out for that, and all these things that aren't really targeting but they're harmful. Yeah, we've got a lot of things in our in our lives, in in our country, around the world that aren't good for us. But right now, this is our issue, and that's Historical what I think precedent. we have to remember. I think historical precedent is a good word to insert if people can get that. Because that, when I think of that, it's like, okay, the East German Stasi, that was decades ago. It ended when the Berlin Wall came down, like, 89. But they didn't have all half this technology back then. Yet they, their Zertz and Zung tactics were the exact same boots-on-the-ground stuff that organized stalking is, and they took paper records and had physical spies in the street hiding behind trees, you know, they did much of what we experienced without half the technology. They didn't have the cell towers and so forth, and and that happened. And that's in history books, even in public schools, and it used to be at least. <laughs> and that's historical precedent. And we have our own intel agency stuff. Yeah, and that, you know the fact that it's historical is certainly an issue. And but I don't think it's our first issue because. The last thing people want to do is say, "Oh God, now I got to go research what that exactly means," and you know. Um, yeah, I guess you know, I, I just meant as an example that it's happened once before. It doesn't mean it can't happen yeah. again. See. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's on some area, at some place, like on a pamphlet or whatever we're going to put out there, that certainly applies. But I think at first we have to address what's up and right in our faces right now. You know. There's a great website <clears throat> on this stuff uh his name it used to be called jeff com. jeff p-o-l-l-a-c-h-e-c-k now he calls himself com, which are the stasi stasi tactics of organized stalking but he he's has really a large whole thing on the psychiatric corruption industry of corruption in in america and he, he relates it to that stuff back then and it's I guess he covers organized stalking. It's not really his main topic on there, but this psychiatry field and the false diagnosis uh, we get if we tell the wrong person the wrong thing, and uh, it's really a good site for it blends well with our issues, I think. Well, even if we don't tell them the wrong thing, even if we just tell them our true lives and they're not, they're not on our side, and a lot of them aren't, um, a lot of psychiatrists, unfortunately, 
Um, I mean, I got a report on me from the psychiatrist who was like, are, were we in the same room? You know, you've got to be kidding. They will write, <laughs> you know, I mean, and the medical profession, I think, has been compromised. Not totally, but to some degree, and I think it's worrisome for us, you know? Um, yep. I even give okay. you conspiring looks. I, I've been, I went to, oh, yeah. uh, recently I, I had a pretty serious injury, and I went to orthopedics, and I said I had the old can response. Ah, I tripped over a rug. Really, I was taken down and by some wavelength, and I injured myself. But I used the old tripped over a rug, and they almost like snickered and looked at me and looked at themselves. Not like they were against me, but like like I was smart that I didn't say what really happened. Huh. <laughs> and huh. they're nice, you know. I just go ahead, go through the procedure, get my MRI. I want to find out what's going on, what is damaged. <laughs> best way we can handle it is just keep it simple. We do not need to grin in and tell everybody, well, you see, it was this, it was this beam that got me, the, you know, uh-uh. Nope. You know, it could, I mean, very well be true. They do. I know they hit me. I know they hit my animals. But um, anybody who hasn't been hit is going to look at us and think, okay, you know, um, I agree. we, we got to keep it simple. I think the rug was great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, speaking okay. of animals, I go to a dog park, and I see sometimes, I'm like, oh, was this? I just keep my dog away. I, I, yeah. I, I could see these dogs go into fury all of a sudden and all start fighting each other for no reason. And my dog, I just, I'm prepared for that kind of stuff happening. And I stand to the side and I motion my dog to get away from the center of the melee. And uh, but I swear, some of, there's no reason for some of these dog fights to start. And it, it's just <laughs> like they, I try to break them up if I'm near them when they start. But I'm thinking, wow, was that? Uh, <laughs> I can't say that to other people. <laughs> they have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I was thinking, to, okay, I just want to run this out there. I, I kind of like the no one is free until we are all free. And then are you free? And then this this little rhyme thing I think I'll take out of it. But anyway, what I had here, the next thing I had was oppose the surveillance state and those who participate. Yeah, that it's was on little... the shirt I told you about. I got that shirt oh, made. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's where you got that. I told you about that a long oh. time ago. Well, bless First your time heart. I called in. Okay. Another good well, one. Hey, another good that. one is pretty long, but this is not exactly how it went. It was a man, Leonard Niemöller, that lived during the Third Reich, and he wrote, he had a uh, quote that said something like, first they came for the socialists, but I was not yeah. a socialist, so I did not stand right. up. Then they came for the gypsies. Then by the time they came for me, there's no one left to speak exactly. on my behalf. Exactly. And that's about Nazism, isn't it? Right, right. Isn't that about... Yeah, it, exactly. yeah, and there's one by one of our American presidents, like those who stand beside and see evil but don't do anything about it are part of the problem. I mangled that one, but you know, yeah, I, and I think it was, I think that was Martin Luther King. Actually. Yeah, and they're all they all mean the same thing, basically. Yeah, like people just think, okay, well, it's not me; it's not happening to me. I'll just not forget about it. Screw, screw those when people, so to speak. <laughs> you know, but then before long. Well, then, we can yeah. all see it marching right. worldwide. And that's, that's why I think something, okay, so we'll drop this opposed to surveillance state just for now. But if we go, you know, no one is free until we are all free. Are you free? And then quote Ted Gunderson, who was the former head of the Los Angeles FBI, who, who gave a very powerful affidavit to, to force the um, Department of Justice to actually publish the figures they had on stock, on organized stockings. You know, and 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 his 
his uh, affidavit talked about how much of that does go on in this country. And this was way back, I think he died in 2011, and he was, I, oh, this was way back like 2005, 2006 that this happened. Um, and that's, I mean, in other words, what I'm saying is we've known it. There's, there's been information out there for a very long time. Um, so how, if we quote did... him, and then if we quote the Department of Justice tells us, you know, how many people do get organized stalking um, in a year in this country, and the numbers are huge. That To me, if you bring in that reality after you ask people, are you free, and then quote just how much you're not free by quoting some very reputable sources, well, reputable, they think, well, you know, or sources, um, I think that, what do you guys think? Good. Uh, Ted Gunderson, I'm extremely familiar with him. I got to look up that what you're talking about there. Yeah, I've affidavit. heard a lot of things. He's he's really done. Oh, he's dead now. I think he was kind of probably murdered with direct energy weapons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He uh he was trying to expose high level institutionalized pedophilia a lot, and I've oh, heard a lot of that stuff by him. But I haven't uh, heard the reference to the organized stalking. I don't doubt oh, it. Oh yeah. I look, I look that up. Just just look for Ted Gunderson affidavit organized stalking and you will get it. And that's why I wish Ella we have a you know, Ella or Bella, um she had a great site and she's taking it down and she's not with us anymore. I mean she's not same doesn't doesn't participate anymore. I'm hoping she's with us because I've called her, I've left messages and we were good friends and I and she doesn't call me back. But in any event, that was a perfect site to go look at stuff. Has out. anyone heard of uh, Lisa Lisa's Humane Life? Yeah. Um, just If you want to get a copy of Ted Gunderson's, just to break in real quick, you can go. Yeah. It's on the first page of my website right at the top. There's a link to it. Great. Okay. Lisa Lisa's Humane Life was a good resource, and that site seems to have gone down, too, just like information for TIs. Those people you knew that you said their websites had gone down and you weren't even sure that they you were worried they might be not alive even or something. But have any of those two sites gone up back up that those people you know, there is one lady? No. Uh, uh, Bella's? Um, no, the person I know about is Bella. I don't know Lisa. I may have known her at the time or, or, or been referring to it, but not don't remember that now because my memory is in serious trouble. Yeah, she had a really, really good site, and hers is gone all of a sudden, too. And she's one of those people, I'm like, oh, I hope she's still alive, <laughs> you know, because of how hard well, she's I, getting. Bella was extremely smart, very organized, had everything in a wonderful site. And that site's down. It said it was withdrawn by author. And, yep, um, I had it saved, and, and I tried to get it. I was like, I saved this uh, for a reason, because it was so good, and now yeah. it's gone, yeah. Yeah, I can't. You've heard I, from her though, is she okay? No, she, I haven't heard from her. I've oh, left no. messages. I've written emails. Of course, my email is a, a joke, but because um, I don't, I rarely. It's a mess. But um, but I've done everything I can to get a hold of her, and I get no response at all, none. And that that does worry me because she was really heavily targeted, and she was is being she very. Still alive? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what worries me. I don't know. And some kind of thing that, that we could, you know, post like like Catherine Horton um and um Stuart and um a couple others are doing they, they post daily that you know they're still alive and that, you know, if what what color they're they're targeting that. 
The signs um, of life. The signs of life page on Catherine Horton. Double O seven yeah, with. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. Um, Johnson, you're just. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That would be a great idea for, um, you know, the different tea guys, whatever group they belong to, you know, um, they do it in like AA meetings and stuff, you know, like, um, you know, just, uh, togetherness and, you know, to, just to let people know, you know, that they're okay and, you know, whatever, if they're having a hard time. Um, that is a great you know. idea. There's just so many of us though on a uh, Catherine Horton's website, it's the few activists that are really involved in her website, which is yeah. you know, five or six. But how do we? I wonder how do we get something like that going for the? There must be well, I don't know millions of us in America or a couple. Oh yeah. Know. Oh yes. Definitely. Oh yeah. But um, I mean, I I think they're trying to to get each city um to 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 get a a page going at least or a group in each city. I know we have a target in Massachusetts here. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they could do it by areas. You know, like um, you know, target of Massachusetts has, let's say, fifty-one members or or whatever. I mean, it's it's a lot more. But you know, I'm just giving that as an example. You know, and then that that um, that group does it. You know, and then New York targeted New York, whatever group. You know, the different cities. In New York, you know, you could do it by cities, you know, or states. If we had some great webmaster that we had like a central hub site that we could, there we could reach any state statistics on their targets and their current situation versus yesterday and so forth. Yeah, yeah, like because Ella was, uh, I believe I heard Ella. Say the uh, target of Massachusetts uh, web call on yesterday that there, you know, like there's people in like targeted Poland and like they know different stuff that we don't know, you know. And if we could speak, you know, if we could get organized with with them, you know, we could let them know what works for us or what we're doing, and you know, and just work with, you know. Worldwide, this is happening worldwide. So there's a lot of activists know. in Poland, and even the Prime Minister of Defense or the Defense Minister of Poland has spoke publicly out against these um, directed energy weapons. Basically, because sure, yeah. he's, he's a military guy, and he's he's like you know he is he's part of the the world high level the brass, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know, military mm-hmm. brass in his country, and he's a uh, he's not keeping he's not keeping it a secret like some of ours do, he's like, this is wrong. You know, this is total invasion of people's mind and everything. You know? well, well, Putin said, um, Putin from Russia said, um, you know, whoever has the best uh, mind control weapons will rule the world. And, yep. you know, so he, he, he wasn't keeping it secret at all either, you know? Yeah, they're um, way ahead of us over there and in, in, in some of the things we do over here. I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really stored at our mainstream media, though most people don't even catch that kind of stuff. Exactly. The internet can be can be done, though. I'm I'm just so bad at technology. I have to admit, I'm a stone age person when it comes to the internet and everything. I wish I could do more. I have some ideas, but I just can't implement them myself. Yeah, I I got I got twelve year old nieces that can do better than me on the computer myself. You know. Yeah, it seems like that. Ten year olds can program stuff. 
already. You know, <laughs> exactly, you know. But, you know, it also scares me, too, because I also have another niece that um, she's young, she's 19, she's, she's pregnant. And, you know, and, and you're a teenager, you, that phone is glued to your head, you know. My neighbor's uh, kid the other day said to me, I walked my dog out there, and my neighbor's kid, who's around 10 or 12 or something, she's like, the weather's weird. And instantly, I had so much thing to say, and I'm like, well, she's not an yeah. adult. I can't say this stuff to her. And I exactly. just was like, yeah, yes, it is. I do the same with my parents, you know, like they, they just, they don't understand, you know, so... Um, you know, you got to pick, pick and choose, you know, who, who to really let in on, on this stuff, you know, and that was a, a thing I actually was asking about last night, you know, if there was something, um, if there was something like, a something made that, you know, we could hand out to our family and friends, you know, that, that says, look at, we're not nuts, you know, like this is really happening now in this you know, I mean, for, for a couple exactly. of years, my, my, my whole family thought flyers. I was crazy, you know. There are some good printable flyers. Some of them sound a little bit too alarming. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. I think Neil yeah. Chevrier, is he the one that has that Citizens Against Harmful Technology website? Yeah. He has some printable flyers on his site. He gets into what, really what, technical stuff. Yeah. Which one is uh, Neil What's Chevrier, uh, Citizens Against Harmful Technology. And it's he has a call years. on Sunday night. He has a call on Sunday night. It's talk show, and it's uh, one. I think it's one four three nine nine nine. I think the website short acronym is called named Citizens. All ran together. Citizens. Capital A. H. T. For against harmful technology. Dot com. Citizens A H T. Capital A H T. Dot com. Yep. He, his wife is his wife is named Skizit Gesture. She calls herself. She's had a YouTube channel for a long time. Was she his, the one that was passed uh, that uh, you could text, uh, email her, and she would send you a, a uh, flyer or something? I, I thought I read somewhere. Um, you talking about Dave Case's CD that'll send you for free his CD? That's a different guy, that, Dave Case. Dave Case. Okay. You don't know his email address here. Yeah, Citizens Against Harmful Technology, they have PDFs or print, you know, on their site. You can get the PDF and download it and print it or have it on your phone to show people. That's I do that. I put a lot on my phone and I show people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, my whole phone's filled up, you know, with, the, with all these websites. And, yeah, yeah, um, they get filled just, up fast. I, I just can't believe how mainstream news and nothing like that and like no no lawyers want to touch it and you know like i mean what the hell's going on you know it's i think crazy. there's so many people that are complicit by silence you know it just they're gagged in other words i think and you know i think the new mainstream news these days they get paper plopped down on their desk they're like read this deviate yeah. from it all you're fired you know exactly yeah <laughs> yeah you know you want to keep your job, you know, get away from this, this, uh, you know, this story, you know. I was like in uh, that movie Hoffa, you know, like the, the, the guy said he was going to print a story and he, he sent them a, a, a nasty little package and 
can't even print the story no more, you know. But uh, you know, it's just uh, yeah, it's just crazy, you know. It really is. It's amazing um, to me because there is just so much easily researchable information out there. It's just what it takes is for people to just get over the hump that, yes, this stuff is true, period. So yeah. let's start learning about it. But most exactly. people can't even fathom to get over that first hump that this is and true. And, you know, like, uh, it sounds like a, a, a sci-fi movie, you know. like in, It sounds like something you'd see on the movie, in a movie theater. But, you know, like... The Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, right? The worst day of your life episode. Um, And, you know, it's just... um, People just don't... Just don't... Mr. Carter puts it it in a good way that, remember, asbestos, everyone thought it was fine. Then one day, it broke it. It was bad for you, and everyone realized this is, in fact, bad for you. It causes cancer, and we got to get it out of our houses and raise a stink and cigarettes. Same way. It's unbelievable that cigarettes, doctors used to advertise them on newspapers, like, hey, these are good for you, smoke camels. And then one day it just flipped. Hey, no, they were in fact bad for you the whole time. Yeah, you exactly. see Lloyd, Lloyd's of London, London trying to preemptively cover up the fact that the electromagnetic spectrum, if it's too far away from 7.8 hertz, it's bad for you, whether weaponized or passive, and they're getting yeah, out ahead yeah. of that, trying to... And that's well, a red so flag to people oh, like well, us. The Lloyds of London, can I mention Lloyds of London? Yeah. They're yeah. actually, what they came out and said is we're not insuring anything. Right. Any device that creates yep, a, a, a electromagnet. Well, rather than covering it, they're exposing it, I think. They're saying it's too dangerous for us to cover. Well, so we, see, we, we, we see it like that. Mm-hmm. I think other people might just believe. That. I think they're covering their own butt, I think, before the lawsuits roll in because they know it's bad. And they're just going to deny coverage. Before. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, well, I, I, it's like this. I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. Okay, but still, it says to every. I mean, who does? Who wouldn't know that that means it's dangerous? You know, the fact that they are not going to cover it to me says they. I mean, they're. That's a huge statement. If Lloyd's of London and most other large insurance companies in the world are now going right behind Lloyd's of London and saying, no, we're not going to cover, we are not going to cover that either. Yes, they are protecting their own backsides on one area, but they're also saying, look at how dangerous this is. We don't want to touch it. And I think that's huge for us. Yeah, I hope, I hope so, because we all see it that way. I just yeah. think the general public might not register that way with them, but it, if they're aware of smart meters, and you know, a lot of people have no idea about targeting or know about smart meters, because there's all kinds of neighborhood associations that are like dubious about these new meters, and they're like, uh, you know, people know about cordless phones, you know, who don't know about targeting. They're 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 like, hey, this Wi-Fi, these fo- these cell phones, these cordless phones, these towers, oh, yeah, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, there's those people that might figure that noodle out. I don't know. I hope well, hopefully. so. <laughs> hopefully. Um, yeah, well, I, it's, I, all in, it's all in due time, man. You know, like there was even yeah. an episode. There was an episode yeah. of a famous, a, a really popular TV show called uh, Breaking Bad that had a spinoff yeah. called Better Call Saul about a lawyer from Breaking Bad whose brother became electromagnetically sensitive to the point where he quit his job at a high law, big law firm and lived in his house with no electricity. He'd have any visitors put their cell phones and watches in the mailbox before he came went in their house and he had himself in the space blanket inside there, all the lights off. 
And it was like, hey, this is drawing some attention on primetime TV to a related issue, just general electromagnetic sensitivity. Yeah, yeah and it got shut off real quick, that show, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And look at you how know. fast that, you know, these these guys that are doing this to us and to the world, and, you know, it's about money, obviously. And, yeah, it got shut off real fast. So Better Call Saul is canned. No more ep- no more series episodes oh, for that? Oh, wow. I didn't oh, know. Wow. The, the, guy, the guy who probably played it, you know, is hiding for his life right now, you know. Yeah. It's, it's There's people in right? France that live in caves to avoid this because France government acknowledges that they're like, yeah, these people live in caves to avoid electromagnetic pollution because they're sensitive to it. It makes them sick. And they'll walk out of the cave, they get sick. They go back deep in the cave, they're fine. <laughs> wow. That made mainstream world news, I guess. That's not anything hidden. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Where's everybody from, by the way? I'm from Pennsylvania. Boston, Massachusetts. Go ahead. This is this isn't Frank, is it? No, no, this is Bill. Okay. I I know Frank. Um, I spoke to him last yesterday, actually. On the um, on the call yesterday. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's uh, he's he's working on going to Washington. Sure is. Good for him. Yeah, which is I mean, awesome, today you know? the March for Science. Or I, 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 I'm sorry. I take I taped that on my on my phone to to send that to Frank, and you just reminded me to send it to him. Thank you. Did you see the all the people that uh, the science um, the March yeah. for Science had? It's amazing oh, that God. there has to be a March for Science, yeah. and these people at high levels they're. They're, they know and they cover up this crazy yeah. mad scientist stuff that's non-consensual human experimentation, yet these same people want to defund and cut reasonable, rational science that they teach in schools and people can wrap their heads around that can help everybody, and they want to slash and defund that. It's so much well, there has to be a march for science. It's, it's amazing. I wonder if, uh, if they invited Catherine Horton. She's a scientist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, um, they want to cut science in schools. I, the head of the yep. education board doesn't even believe in science, probably Betsy DuVos, because exactly. Well, she's she's Prince. What's his name? Uh, Prince, Eric the guy Prince's, who, yeah, uh, his sister. sister. And we know they're not out for the mankind's good, don't we? Hey, for a little comic relief, I made a, a joke up about Betsy DuVos's sex education rules yeah. for her being the new education secretary, and the joke goes. Good morning, class. Have a seat. Don't do it. Class dismissed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> nice. that's the joke. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because abstinence. That's, you know, as though that's like, okay, just tell them to not do it and they're not going to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's a little scary out there. The EPA is being essentially defunded. The guy, the guy who's the head of the FBI sued the FBI, or I'm sorry, the EPA for their um, restrictions some time ago. It's like, really? And he's now the head of the EPA? Okay. <sighs> well, yeah, we have this other crazy regulation, deregulation where it's like financial advisors are now not – they don't have to advise their clients in their, in their clients' best interests. They can legally dupe the, the clients that are relying on them for financial service expertise. <laughs> 
Hey, does, does anybody have um, a, a list of, a, of the different targeted uh, calls and PIN numbers that um, for TalkShoe? I have a few. You know Ella's, right? Uh, so that's this one here, right? Right. Yeah, we're, on, yeah, we're on Ella's still, right? Yeah. yeah. One, four, then, one, four, six. I can help you. I've got them almost memorized. You, I don't know how late you stay up. Well, actually, hey. I say I've got them memorized, and now I'm going to. You know what I can do is I'm going to send you right now, if you'd like, I can send you a list of all of them. I'm pretty good. I'm yes. unbiased. I'll put them all on there. Yes. I might not sure. know about them, but I'll go ahead and send it to you right now. Let me get to That'll my... That would be great. Okay. Hey, Helen, on that note, with your, with your list, I noticed that there are a couple time slots that aren't listed. Like, Linda, you don't have the time that Linda's call starts or John W's. Um, huh. you know, I use I use that, that little list to send your emails or the guide, but uh, uh, we helpful that like had, like, all the information in case I want to check other people out. Well, my dear, right above it, it says all calls begin at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time unless otherwise listed. But I'll go in <laughs> and put time for everybody. You're I'll agreeable make... now. <laughs> yeah. Alice, Maybe do you need my email address? What? Do you need my email address? Sure, hold on one second. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that helps. Right. Hold on one second. I'm just going to send you the most important part. Hold on. Because this is all geared up for next week. Hold on. But you know what, Sean? To make it simpler, I'll put everybody's time on the um, chart. Yes, I'll do that. In case somebody doesn't read the part in big red bold letters. <laughs> well, not everybody can read. <laughs> we got the brain fog, you know? The brain yeah. fog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ella, what? come on. Can you hear me? Hi, Thomas. Hey, I apologize. I thought the call starts from 4 p.m. That's okay. Um, that's okay because we had two separate calls. The one I was talking about last night was the one about the website, and this one is your call, of course. This one will be about your. Um, I don't want to introduce it wrong. It's a legislative bill, or how do I how do I word it properly? Yeah, it's a bill proposal, not yet the bill. Bill proposal. That's what yeah. I put. Okay, but it, but Matthew and said something else. So it's a bill proposal. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I, well, people expecting at 4, because I got your email saying that it starts from 4 p.m. So, and then I got your text message that starts like early. Oh, yeah, that was a separate one, because this is the one that we're going to discuss, your bill proposal. The one from earlier that I told you verbally was, it's okay, it's not a big deal. It's a little confusing because there was two today, so no worries. Um, oh. Okay. So what is um, what is your email address, and I'll send it to you right now. Uh, it's William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M, all small letters. Brock, William, okay. William Brock, B-R-O-C-K, B as in boy. Zero four at Gmail, right? Zero four, yeah. Got it. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. You're on my email list. I don't know why you're not seeing them. Um, so, yeah, I just sent you the list of the calls, um, and they all begin at 9 p.m. Eastern as shown in red. But if not, I'm going to, I'm going to simplify it because, you know, if somebody wants to just, you know, I can, yeah, I'll simplify it. Okay. Okay. And you should okay, be getting now it. I, now I finally got it. I haven't gotten a single email from you, and yeah, this. That's okay. weird because yeah. you even 
still. But, you know, they've been really giving me a hard time lately um, with my phones and with my emails, you name it, anything electronic, even my television, guys. They like to take over my captions and send strange messages. But, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, Ella. Oh, you. you don't want to know, Linda. It's vulgar. Anyway. <laughs> your closed <laughs> captions? They're getting into your closed captions on your television? Yeah. That's hilarious. I, don't I know won't know what they say. Anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the expense, they will go. It's just. <laughs> anything electronic, they can get into. They'll run, oh, deviant, yeah. they'll run deviant closed captions on tickers across your TV screen that say inappropriate things as opposed to what the program's actually supposed to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's unbelievable. <laughs> this is some heavy-duty stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, and that's going it, too far. That's taking I know. Too far. But at first they were nice, like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what is going on with the captions? And yeah. I didn't know what it was. And But now it's very vulgar and nothing nice. But, um, okay. That, that has to have something to do with the, the news channels or the channels. They have to be... Or do they? Can that just be oh, hacked? Oh, they your cable. Everybody has cable they, I don't know how they do it. These are master hackers. They like they sit there and pull things up on my phone they want me to read. They hang up my phone. They pull up my address book. They go to my memos and do stuff and write things. I mean, these people have everything in my house. And this is one of the things that made me really mad when this first started happening, all the electronic harassment. Um, they made the, and usually there's a sensor in your garage door, but they made it, like, go down on the car. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I get my cell phone messed with all the time. I'll get, just things disappear. It happens. Yeah. Like fifth time it's happened. Also, other things get duplicated dozens or quadruples, sextuples of times. So I'll have to go back and erase the duplicate unfunctional copies of the one thing I had downloaded on purpose. And then other things are just gone. And, yeah. When, when I first found out uh, that I was targeted, I was taking pictures and stuff like that, and they stole my, my phone every month for a year. Mm-hmm. Somehow they would get a hold of my phone every single month. I'd have to buy a new phone. Jeez. Every month. You know? Wow. Well. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know? Yeah. Uh, did you email that uh, that? Conference call from 2 p.m. Or because I never, I wasn't aware. I apologize. Excuse me for the interruption. No, that's okay. Um, you and I were talking last night, and I mentioned the other one about. Remember, I was talking about the umbrella organization for a bit, yeah. Tomo. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I, that was at one o'clock our time. But that's okay. It's not a big deal. I think we came to a, a somewhere in the middle. Um, we're going to put up. Um, just a, a coming soon page, but a, a you know a uh, with the mission statement and some other important information, and then um, kind of build upon that. So with a uh, with Matthew will be writing um, and contributing on that level, um, and with the overall idea and premise of the organization, Sean's going to contribute. You know, there's you know a few people, but Terry's going to be the main man. Yeah. Oh, so was Matt available at whenever you started, the 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock? Matt, yeah, he was available, but he was mis- he misunderstood about the time, too. But he'll be back on. He is going to be there. Um, he said he promised you he'd be there or made a, told you he would be here. So he's going to be here at 4, which is oh, okay. already going to be here. Let me check. 
Okay. Yeah, you, if you could make the time uh, pretty clear in the email message, because it's hard to tell. It did say at 4 p.m. is the, uh, yeah, the activism call on Saturday. Yeah, the activism, that's correct. Oh. But um, it was this call I discussed last night, oh, and I didn't send you any. Hello? Yes? I'm not sure if you're going to have to get everybody to hang up or not, but it is 4 o'clock. You know, so yeah, I know, but I'm just keep, yeah, I'm keeping the room open. That makes oh, okay. sense. Here. Yeah, I just I don't curious because doesn't it shut just, down after so many hours? Yeah, five. But by then it's going to be six o'clock, and then it will shut down, and that's when it ends anyway. So that works out. All right, I just thought I'd remind you. I'm gone. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Yes, thank you. Hey, are there any updates on Spencer Carter's class action lawsuit he was trying to get going? Yeah, he has no updates yet, but he's working on it. Okay, he's predicting mid-year, right, mid-2017. Hopefully, he thinks... It sounds that way, yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, also, uh, Sean, are you here? I I was wondering, I hope to receive your feedback as well. On the build I am here. Hello. <laughs> yeah, did you get to read it? Or, or it, not just Sean, but uh, people on this call. But uh, I was wondering if you get to read it. Sure. I, I haven't received it yet, but uh, you uh, sent it to my email. I will certainly check it out and I give you some it? feedback. Did you not get my email either, Sean? Um, there's Maybe I got it, but maybe I didn't read it. I didn't realize that was what you sent me. <laughs> Yes, that was within there. It was in the announcement. Okay. I will read it. Tomo, okay. I get so many emails from Ella that sometimes I ignore them. So <laughs> oh, <I'm>... please. <laughs> All mine are very relevant and very important, especially the ones with the pictures of my dog. That's right. <laughs> very important. On the, on the trampoline, right? <laughs> that was pretty cute. <laughs> the little princess. <laughs> I love her name. We all need a little comic relief, and she's my comic relief. She is a character. Hi, guys. I just want to say it's Rochelle. I'm here. Hi, Rochelle. How are you? Hi, guys. Hi. I'm I'm good. I'm okay. You know, just hanging in there, trying to dodge all the attacks, but it's not working. <laughs> but um, anyway, Aww. it's um. Yeah, you know, I just wound up after all of this time um, getting a tri a tri field and a um, um, acoustometer. So I'm just kind of. I in fact, I I I was reluctant initially because I wasn't sure if they allow it to get to me or B they would sabotage it. And um, for what it cost, I wasn't sure if if it was if you know about the gamble. But I finally broke down and got it. I just got it. Um, Delivered. I went Amazon just a couple of days ago, so um, I'm just gonna. Uh, I kind of went on, you know, online to to just get a review on, you know, exactly uh, what to expect from it and and um, and you know how to make sure I'm using it correctly. But anyway, has anybody used them or anybody I'm using them? I'm thinking about buying. So the tri-field, um, the, the tri the tri and the acoustometer. That was the one I saw um, 
uh, uh, Dr. Kathy Horton using on one of her videos, and I've heard so much about the acoustometer, like it was the top, the, you know, the, one of the best meters to get. So I figured if I was going to get one, I'd hopefully get one um, that's going to do the best work for me, you know. And um, that one was the, the most expensive, so uh-huh. it, you know. Um, so for both of them, it was somewhere under five, um, right under $500, which is a lot. So... But if somebody's close to me, I'm willing to loan, you know, then let somebody, if they need some 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 uh, questions answered on, on I guess, uh, what's happening to them by use of it. If somebody's in the area, they could use, you know, they can uh, have use of mine, um, you know, to, to use it to get some answers if possible, you know. But anyway. Um, they, Where do you live? I, I, I live in Fort Lauderdale. Well, right now I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at my mom's, but I'm hoping back to work, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, within the next couple of months. That's what I've been working on. Um, I, you know, I, I was given that stamp of delusional, of course, after trying to get some help um, once I started getting attacked, and I made the mistakes of thinking I could depend on, you know, on on uh, some people at work. I never knew, you know, how connected this thing was. But anyway, um, as a way of getting back to work, I uh, needed to see a, a psychologist. And um, because I was being delusional by the company psychologist, but because we're a union, I had a right to go seek my own professional help. And I found um, Dr. Farber, which I've been doing sessions with him uh, and being able to get back to work. So I'm hoping to make it back to work um, hopefully within the next month or two. And um, just to, you know, um, hopefully keep, you know, my – an income because that's what they've tried to do with all of us is uh, try to cut off your lifeline, you know, as far as money's are concerned. But anyway, um, I I I'm gonna go and I guess take the hits again until until we can get to a place where um, you know we we're best protected. We get protected from some you know somebody in charge. But it's sad that you know we have to go through uh, being attacked on a daily basis, you know, from the people that are supposed to be here to protect us. I'm still trying to digest that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ma'am from Fort Lauderdale, did you buy the Acoustometer or the Acoustometer 2? The, yeah, the Acoustometer, let me see what it, what it says. The Acoustometer, and I think it says 10 on it, I, I think. I'm not sure. Let me look at it. Um, wow, I'm at, sorry, guys, I'm I'm at a... Um, at a church, they, I just got a a, a low flying aircraft over me at another at a different location. But let me let me see. It's um uh, it came by way of um I I bought it from Amazon. It is um let me see. Okay, that's for the tri-field. But uh the uh, they did like a little package um deal, you know, because supposedly um let me see what it says on here. It's very easy to use. When, I'm just digging it out. Sorry, guys. Do do any of those iPhone meters work? Trifold. The the trifold meter? I don't know. They're big, and they have the antenna on them. The acoustometers are little box, tiny things. Yeah. I was I was I was asking um like on on a the iPhone. Uh, there's a bunch of like different. Oh, iPhone. That um. So they're different meters and stuff like that. And I was wondering if anybody had tried any of them out, you know. I've heard some say that even those ghost hunting meters can detect some EMFs and so forth. 
I have never downloaded yeah. an app for. Yep, they worked. Um, mine worked for two days at least, and then something happened to the calibration. But <clears throat> yeah, this one this one says RF meter model AM-10 on it. Uh, that's uh, for the acoustic meter. It has EMF seals is the maker, but. This is the one that I saw uh, also what um, really uh, confirmed my getting it is uh, Dr. Catherine Horton on one of her videos showing her attack padded. You know, that's what she was using. I'm thinking um, about buying that. I'm going to buy yeah, that one why, myself. That, that confirmed my kind of big piece for, you know, a purchase of one, you know? One of them is cheaper than the other. There's just the acoustometer and the acoustometer, too, and one is substantially cheaper. It's on stop double seven and um it's under um I think it's under accessories at at the website. Bar six seems to be a background noise, but like open. I think Terry may have forgotten that he's unmuted. Just sounds a little bit. Oh, okay, let me go ahead and mute him back up. Because he's always doing stuff. That was Terry. It was Terry. Okay. <laughs> he's always out and about doing activism, doing other things. He's a busy guy. Uh-oh. Ella, I, I also contacted you about um, Catherine, uh, you know, Catherine Stewart's um, uh, make the announcement. I was going to wait and maybe make the announcement during, you know, once the podcast actually, if, if I was able to get on. They're looking for some um, some volunteers to help out in uh, contact information. I'm gonna I'm I'm helping another volunteer out uh, and splitting um, um, some stakes on uh, on Sundays. But she said that they they really they are looking for volunteers to help with just con- gathering contact information, which would allow them to be able to be free up freed up to even add more uh, contacts to the list, you know, to be able to reach out to more, um, you know, more places. So if, uh, and I was going to wait till maybe once everybody got on, if I was able to get on. If not, if I'm not able to get on once podcast starts, that if if you could, I sent an email to you, to you, Frank, and, um, and, uh, and Derek. You know, I actually talked to Frank. Because of you know of of the people that you know you know how many people that you know or during the podcast information, but they are um, you know still trying to to uh, actually uh, get some assistance in it you know because there's a lot on each individual. Um, I guess a few volunteers that have and just gathering just uh, getting contact information you know to be said uh, to be used. But anyway that. You know, they could use anybody if anybody's interested. And you can contact her at her email address. I also um, included that. But anyway, um, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know at this point. Hopefully, you know how successful it is. But you know, it's uh, it's something that I'm convinced of individually. We've all been ignored, and I think this is one of the best hopes that we have. And and just you know, flooding them all, you know, with all of us, you know, um, pretty much at the same time or, you know, however often we can get to it. But, you know, nobody wants to hear us individually, and it's so easy for them to stamp us nuts or, you know, on an individual basis. But I just see this as, um, 
maybe one of our few opportunities to be heard on such a large scale, which is so important. Because everybody's pretty much, you know, written letters over the years. If you listen to all of our stories, and all of our stories end up the same, ignored on an yes. individual level, you know. So, and Sean, I have a question. Um, thank you, Rochelle, and okay, I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, um, do you want to finish up? I'm sorry. sorry, you might have. You might. I thought you were finished, but you might be still. Yeah, I am. I am. Thank you. That's that's it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I really agree with that, you know, Karen, and they are, they're getting tighter and tighter and better and better about this and being able to locate good addresses. And um, so if anybody can help and contribute to Karen Stewart and Catherine Horton person, uh, directly, that would be great. They definitely need some help, you know, combing and getting addresses. And it's, it's so easy once you get it in plain text as well. And Matthew, if you're interested in doing the letter writing campaign, um, Matthew, Aaron, um, has provided me with uh, um, plain text, so it's much easier just to copy all the addresses, stick it in the body of your email, and uh, yeah, it's really very, very. Could, could you could you send that to me also, Ella? Will you, uh, Bill Bill Brock? Sure, we'll do that absolutely. And then also, Sean, um, should I? Would you be able to split this? Like, if I end the first call and say that you know end here, and then or to give you the the time marker, can we do two separate recordings um, out of this podcast? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, let me write down the time that it's at. Uh, I don't see. It doesn't give me that option. Well, we can guess because it started at 1 o'clock. It's 4.11. So I'll just write, write that down. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and do my little introduction. And then we can get started. Tomo is here. Um, I don't. Again, I don't see Matthew, and he said he was coming absolutely positively. Hmm. He's in the chat. Let me before I end it and start it. Let me make sure he's going to call in. Oh, he's there. Okay. Um, can you call in? If it has background um, noise, go ahead and star six for the sake of the recording. And star six. Okay. One second. Hold on. With that, with that said, if you guys saw the other day, I apologize. I used the expletive the other day in chat. I apologize. I was a little frustrated. I had to get that off my chest. Okay, here we go, guys. Um, okay. Welcome to this Saturday Night Think Tank call, Advocating for Activism. I'm your moderator, Ella, and this is our group, not mine. At the top of the discussion, we will make any activism announcements, discuss any letter-writing campaigns, discuss any legal matters and or developments. And the overall goal is to inspire and implement, more importantly, ideas and come up with strategies to carry them out. I'd like to keep the call open, but if it becomes necessary to mute the room, just star eight to indicate to me that you wish to speak. At that point, you have the ability to mute yourself and unmute yourself. 
by pressing star six on your phone. There's some basic guidelines to follow to keep the unity within the group. Number one, please use common courtesy. While discussing matters, please allow the person to finish speaking before responding. Um, I suggest keeping a notepad um, close by to take notes or to write down a question while you are waiting to speak. Just be respectful is my basic overall rule. Um, this is an activism call, so it's important to remember the theme of the call. If you feel that it's urgent and you need immediate support, we can try and accommodate your request. I cannot impress upon you the importance of acting upon the ideas and plans discussed. Otherwise, we're just sitting here wasting time and energy. Something has to be done about these crimes against humanity, and nothing will get done by inaction. So we need your help, guys. And um, let's see if you have any uh, suggestions, anything else that doesn't get um, discussed in the call, feel free to send me an email at tiangel2016 at gmail. Again, that's tiangel2016 at gmail.com. And on that note, let's go ahead and begin our meeting. So. One of the things discussed prior to me uh, doing the introduction is we were discussing Katherine Horton's email campaign, the tsunami campaign. And um, Karen Stewart and Katherine are looking for a couple competent, capable people who are willing to go online and try to locate email addresses and contact information for representatives. So if that's something you feel you have the time and energy and the capacity to do, please go ahead and email me. Um, TIAngel2016 at gmail.com. And Frank Allen also has his protest coming up. I'm hoping he's going to hop on and he can give, uh, give you guys a little more information. I plan on going out there. Um, so far, me and Karen Stewart are going to be two speakers uh, at the protest. And, so, and I'm sure there's going to be other people involved as well giving speeches. Um, and then today we had our first meeting. Um, in regards to the umbrella organization that's being formed. Um, and then um, today, we're giving special attention to uh, Tomo. Tomo Shibato has come up with a bill proposal for California. Tomo, are you there? Tomo? Let me see. I hope she didn't get dropped off. Tomo? Star 8 on your phone if you are unable to unmute yourself. And you have, um, is Tomo Northeast California? She yes, she is. Okay, she's got her hand raised. you see her on the board? I don't see her. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, I do. No. She's about fourth one down, fifth one down from where, okay, she's about five down from Sean. You know what's really strange? She doesn't even show um, her hand raised. I wonder how many people raised their hands and I never see it. Her hand is raised here on my board. Oh, great. Yeah, I now. raised my hand yeah, a few times, several times. Okay, thanks. Great. Okay, so I'm glad you were there. Yeah, on my end, I didn't see her, her hand raised. That's really interesting. More talk to you, uh, Weibles. Okay. Thank you, um, Tomo. Um, you know, Matthew's going to be on the call here. We a lot of background noise, guys. It's not going to be productive with all that noise. And I lost control of my board, so you're going to have to mute yourself. 
Um, okay, Tomo, uh, maybe you can introduce yourself and talk about your bill a little bit, and then Matthew will come on as well. Yeah, um, thanks. Um, I have a background in the uh, sociology of law. Um, I have a doctorate in, in that area, so that's why I somehow, <laughs> I just, yeah, I basically decided to write up this uh, bill proposal to end our uh, torture. And um, hopefully, well, this is just a bill proposal, the draft, and uh, we still need to find somebody to introduce this to the floor of the legislature. So um, I would like to receive help from the community to, to uh, realize that. But anyway, and also would like to receive input on what, what is written in the uh, bill proposal as well today. And... Um you know, I sent it out to people, so if you didn't get it, um, go again, email email me, and I'll send you a copy of it. Um, so, and the other thing is I wasn't able to download it because you have it um, in protection mode, so I had to just forward, you know, I had to keep forwarding it to people, so hopefully they were able to figure out what it was. Um, and I know that Matthew is at the time, and he, he really praised your attempt, and so Matthew, would you like to come on? Hi, uh, hi, Tomo. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm all right. Thank you for for your patience. I I apologize. I I for some reason I didn't really know it started earlier or something, or I was supposed to be earlier. So, yeah, I apologize. But oh yeah. no, you, no. Are you doing? Yeah. No apologies necessary. Um, I think Ella told us that it started at this time. Yes, for this uh, aspect. Yeah, the other was about the website for that organization. So there were two separate calls. I've kind of run into one now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, let's make sure. Um, do you have any more background information, Tomo? Do you want to say anything else, or do you want to? Can I share my my view on this? Or, but it's it's your it's your thing. I think it's really great. So I just want to give you the opportunity to say more before I start. Oh, um, yeah. I well, it's just my concern is that even if we come up with a great bill proposal, if it doesn't get introduced at all, if we can't find the representative, then it won't really <laughs> productive at all. So that part, um, I'm a little concerned. But otherwise, yeah, please go ahead and give uh, a feedback. Oh, okay. Way, hey, Matt. Before, yeah. you jump, before you jump in, like I haven't read it yet, and I don't know if anyone. Uh, there may be people out there who who may not have read it. So okay. just for some context, could we maybe go over, maybe read the intro paragraph if there is one, or like give some context uh, about the letter rather than just jump right into feedback? About well, that's a good that. idea. Um, I think I've only read it through once and provided detailed comments. So could, could you uh, go over um, the general outline of it for us, Tomo? Oh, I see. Sure. Um, I'm going to read some as well if you yeah, want. Yeah, I yeah I could read. Yeah, I just wonder. Um, could people open that file? I wasn't aware of any kind of protection placed in that file that you couldn't open. So, or could people? Yeah, open it would not. File? It wouldn't let me download it or copy and paste it. Um, it was it, ha and I thought you did that intentionally so no one could change it. No, um, well, yeah, but uh, did you? Oh, could people otherwise open the file or no? Well, I'm sure they could open it. They would probably not be able to download it unless they have some oh, knowledge. But. No, um, I had no problems. It, it worked uh, 
fine on my Mac. I downloaded it, I opened it, and then I made um, tracks changes and comments electronically in the file. So it worked fine for me. For you. Okay, great. It might be something to do with my, who knows, there's just no telling. There's various reasons that I wasn't able to do it, so possible yeah. reasons. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really um, do on my end to make this the text as, you know, protected or whatever, because I really wanted to receive the feedback from the community. So, um, yeah, might have been technical. Yeah, my person might have messed with it somewhere or something. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay. But Matt could open it, so mysterious. But anyway, um, yeah, so, okay, then I would just go over the proposed bill. Um, yeah, proposed bill, I guess. Um, this is uh, titled the uh, Organized Torture Act, uh, and then it starts with a list of uh, definitions of definitions of what words used in the act, um, just like any other um, uh, statute. So let me see. For example, organized stalking means a systematic surveillance and harassment of a specific person by a multitude of individuals and often centrally coordinated. Uh, oh, okay. This is the part I would probably have to amend. Is I shouldn't really refer to only criminal organization because a number of uh, pseudo-governmental, con you know, contractors and so forth are involved as well. So um, that part I would say um, omit. But and then so um, and the organized torture defined as a knowing and willful course of conduct directed at a specific person that inflicts extreme or cruel pain or suffering by knowing possibly calculatedly and clandestinely um, inflicting grave bodily injury, which is mostly in, invisible and or um, often seems prima facie, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, naturally occur, occurred in such sophisticated and diverse methods as to render the victim's torture complaint to resemble delusional paranoid. Uh, such torture is centrally coordinated, uh, uh, such torture is the object, okay, I've said the objective of such torture are uh, discrediting, the, discrediting the victim, perhaps uh, including those who filed a civil criminal complaint against uh, or witnessed a crime committed by a member of such entity that centrally coordinates uh, organized torture or a bit whistleblower. Another objective being uh, punishing the victim for the act she or he committed, coercing the victim, gaining, uh, gaining sadistic pleasure and or um, for any reason based on discrimination of any kind. In lieu of abduct, abducting the victim, which results in the sudden disappearance of the victim and naturally raises law enforcement suspicion, organized stalking is used to keep the victim under the control of the criminal, uh, of the um, torture organization. Uh, and then just uh, kind of um, keep a few other uh, words that you find that are relevant is that an electric Electronic weapon uh, means a portable device or weapon from which an electric current impulse wave or beam may be directed, which current impulse wave or beam is designed to incapacitate temporarily injure or kill. Uh, this is just a direct, um, I just copied this from the uh, Massachusetts Act uh, relative to electronic weapon. Um, anyway, so that's the definition part. And then there's uh, the what follows is the um, the legislature's statement of finding and purpose. Uh, this is the part that basically the statute explains the uh, legislative intent. Um, and uh, 
Oh, it's going to be long because it's quite a long statute. <laughs> Matt, what should we do? Can you perhaps, are you good at summarizing this? <laughs> or It's interesting to listen to it, though. It is. Oh, okay. Then I should just keep going. I don't know. Yeah, Matt I think. Uh, a better, better job. I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm uh, hampered because I've only been through it once, and I don't have the same background in criminal justice as you have. So I think oh, you're doing okay. fine. I think you should keep going. Okay, then, yeah, then I would just have to do that. It might take some time, but anyway. Uh, so the legislative intent is usually you specify, you clarify the legislative intent in order to kind of, well, the um, case law is to be made if um, law enforcement, uh, you know, prosecutor and judge were to interpret the statute, they can't really interpret the statute against the intention of the legislature. But as soon as the, you don't go against the intention of the legislature, you can expand the uh, current stature and in, in interpret it in, in a whatever the way, it, uh, way you want otherwise, basically. So that's why you kind of write down the, the legislative intent. Um, and, that, and this legislative intent part that I wrote down is not actually really comprehensive, and it probably should be um, revised some way. But um, anyway, um, that includes... The legislative intent includes um, for, uh, the background. Uh, so it says, uh, the legislature finds and declares that in order to perfect organized torture by prompting the police to dismiss the victim's torture complaint as delusional paranoia, methods of torture are strategically designed to make the victim's complaint resemble prima facie. Oh, this kind of re already repeated in the uh, definition of the uh, organized torture so maybe I should do something so they won't get repeated too much. But um, so that says that. And then prior to the enactment of this act, the police have have had summarily dismissed the victims' complaints, assuming that the victims are delusional or paranoid and wrongfully detained the organized torture victims in psychiatric institution for observation. Um, and uh, yeah, and I have to do something so that they won't really. Anyway, and then it says organized torture is a crime against humanity. I think this sentence should go somewhere else, but anyway. Um, and then notable point is, uh, oh, another part I noticed but yet needs some verification. So um, by maybe like a beating statistic is the following point I made. Uh, organized torture conspirators often intentionally sex the survivors of child abuse and those with psychological disabilities. So not, I'm not talking about the real delusional and paranoid people, but I noticed that they are maybe not only psychological, but I would say social psychological disabilities, like people with autism and so forth, might be actually more targeted. So as the people who are single and so forth are more targeted as well. But I was wondering about there are certain criteria people who are more targeted and then, uh, so I argue that organized, uh, because the torture assumed that the person with social psychological disability um, and uh, such as the ability to protect oneself from violence often caused by child abuse victimization is less likely to be believed by law enforcement and, and less equal in human worth. This is what they think. This is not what I think. But uh, what they think, the purpose often thinks um, those target those whom they think are less equal in human worth. And uh, so the organized torture serves the purpose of like, judiciary punishing a person with a, 
uh, social psychological disability for attempting to disturb the wrongfully assumed by the torturer hierarchy of human worth between those with and those without uh, such disabilities in order to reinstate such hierarchy. The legislature intends to display the society's condemnation of said discriminatory um, purpose of organized torture. Um, even though this is really not the only purpose, because I, as I observed that the military intelligence uh, human experimentation is also the, the, the purpose right, of the organized torture for some TIs. So um, this is just one of the purpose. Um, but because this is a state bill, uh, I wouldn't emphasize too much of the uh, military um, industrial complex uh, cases because that would be considered um, federal issue at the end. So this bill won't really do like uh, won't really cover whole cases, unfortunately, but it would do as much as the state of California can do. And that's this is some issue that I would believe the state that California legislature will be more responsive about the um, certain people with certain vulnerabilities are more targeted than the others, such as the uh, child abuse survivors. But I, this needs some verification from Benin's um, statistics that I have to request him to include in the um, survey question. But anyway, uh, next, uh, legislature f finds and declares that organized torture is a crime of domination and control. The torturers gain um, many extents of power, self-confidence, and sadistic pleasure by controlling, destroying the victim whom the torture perceives as less in human worth. This is a mental state or so-called mens rea. It's a kind of technical word used among the criminal law specialists. Um, mental state or intention of lust for subjugation while committing a violent criminal action that the legislature hereby categorizes as the guiltiest, guiltiest mental state or the first degree mens rea uh, mental state in determine, determining uh, judicial punishment. So here comes the kind of... Um, so this is not what I say. Uh, this is this part. I basically um, fulfilling the requirements of uh, criminal law statute stipulation that you have to. See, there are elements of crime that would constitute um, the guilt. Uh, basically, uh, that would allow the uh, public to punish the um, suspect. Is um, penalty is not only that the action is committed, but also what kind of mental state um, in which what kind of mental state the um, the defendant had committed the act, and that's um, because you think about it, you know, I think this is kind of common sense for you guys, but uh, um, for say like a murder case, you know, um, whether it was intentional or not, for example, is very important if it's, you know, purposefully done, knowingly done, or recklessly done, you know, or if it was involuntary, that, you know, so it's um, those things, uh, a mental state has to be somehow uh, clarified as well. Um, and then the last part of this uh, uh, preamble is, would be kind of controversial because what I'm trying to do here is to kind of retroactively enforce this statute. Um, and this is not something, this is actually something that California has done in the past. Um, for example, child sexual abuse, statute of limitation, there was a one-time sort of expansion of um, statute of limitation and then so allow the victim to file the complaints that, are, um, that took place quite a while ago, even though then afterwards the California limited the sexual limitation to, to a certain extent for the child sexual abuse cases. So um, this is usually considered 
the retroactive um, enactment of the statute is not considered as sort of a norm of the law per se, but there are some, in some cases of uh, crime against humanity, this, this has been done. And not only that, I would argue this uh, retrospective enforceable law is probably plausible because uh, what's going on right now to us is already a violation of current criminal law you know, by I I would say, but um, largely so. But uh, but the law enforcement is not enforcing it because of the reason already stated. That, you know, appear to be um, mentally mentally uh, sort of uh, paranoid, schizophrenia, so forth. So um, it's just like um, how the domestic uh, violence statute legislation uh, took place. You know, it was there was a crime of battery that was already stipulated in the that was already prohibited um, in the uh, criminal law prior to the domestic um, violence legislation. Um, but then we make this law so that will make this act more explicitly um, prohibited and it will not be sort of many people won't be manipulated into not to believe our complaints. So um, anyway, so the last part would just say, uh, so the acts that would constitute organized social, I'm reading this out, uh, shall be used by prosecuting agency to seek the remedies provided this chapter, even if any act of organized torture occurred before the effective date of this chapter. The legislature's purpose hearing is to prevent any and all future forms of organized violence motivated by a desire for power and subjugation, which law enforcement would not be able to immediately detect due to high, um, due to their uh, uh, creative sophistication in, uh, in uh, ingeniously uh, contriving new, diverse, and more covert form of domination and violence in order to secure impunity by responding to given opportunities of crime and given techniques of law enforcement and crime prevention. And I would add law enforcement's prejudice as well, because um, law, law enforcement's prejudice towards the um, people with psychological disabilities is what's allowing this crime to perpetuate. So these victims are considered as villains. And that's how the law enforcement perceives the um, people with psychological disability as villains, not victims. So, um, anyway, so that's the preamble part, the preamble slash legislative intent. And then here comes the next section is the prohibited activities. And I would, I basically stipulated organized stalking first, and which is used as a means to control the victim of organized torture. So, the uh, second. Section, the section that follows the organized stalking as prohibited activities organized torture. Um, and then they will uh, just to give you the, the gist of the scheme of how this, this statute runs for the rest is that, uh, and then I basically delineated the whole specific uh, prohibited acts. And then, and then the uh, next section is the criminal penalties. So I uh, stipulated the penalties for organized stalking, both imprisonment, imprisonment and fine. And then uh, there's a more heightened penalty for leading organized stalking, because uh, one of the objectives of this legislation is to penalize the leader most, um, the one who centrally coordinates this organized stalking and organized torture most. Um, so. The second section is penalty. Then the section follow that. The subsection I would say follow that is penalty for organized torture. Um, 
and uh, improvement, improvement of line and light. And then there's a basically saying the life improvement for leading organized torture um, in forfeiture of the entire property for leading organized torture. Property meaning the private property for leading organized torture. And also the fine shall be distributed to the state and another half should be half should be distributed to the state and another half should be distributed to the victim. This is not something I've seen in American criminal justice system yet. I've seen that in other other countries, um, but not this one. Like Sweden, I believe, has this kind of system that the victim doesn't really have to go through the civil litigation for himself to receive the compensation. Um, so I don't know how this will be kind of received by the legislature, but um, let me see. Penalty determination. Oh, um, and then the next one is the subsection of the penalty determination guideline for organized stalking and organized torture. Um, the temporal duration, intensity, and motivation of organized torture, organized stalking shall be considered in determining the guilt of the defendant. Combination of degree of each defendant's guilt and amount of his existing Asset and income shall be proportional to the amount of fine collected from the defender. This is something I haven't seen in the American justice system either. <laughs> Basically, you pay more fine if you're more wealthy kind of thing. <laughs> but anyway, I certainly this out and see. Um, um, and those with greater assets and income shall be fined a higher amount of, yeah, as I said, uh, for the same degree of guilt as those with less assets and income. Um, no income and asset consideration shall be made in determining the imprisonment term. Uh, so, okay, then um, next uh, section is obstruction of justice, or I would say the uh, uh, concealment and, uh, yeah, well, obstruction of justice meaning like concealment, facilitating and concealing and legitimizing the um, Organized torture by a psychiatrist and a medical doctor. Uh, this uh, section goes basically: um, psychiatrist and medical doctor who knowingly assist the, um, in obstructing, assist the uh, torture organization in obstructing justice by giving a wrongful psychiatric diagnosis uh, to the victim of organized torture victim organized torture or organized stalking, where else the evidence is not readily available or tampering with medical evidence concerning physical injuries sustained by the Well, this shall include, like, uh, you know, for example, a uh, medical doctor removing the evidence, uh, evidence of implantation of RFID, for example. Um, then that, uh, that doctor shall have his or her license permanently revoked, uh, revoked uh, pay a fine of 100000 um, be in prison for two or three years uh, if a victim was wrongful psychiatric diagnosis. To, and then here comes another clause that um, I don't know how committee thinks, but uh, if victims of wrongful psychiatric diagnosis is a class of uh, people who are more susceptible to or more targeted for organized torture, then they, the uh, the doctor has to pay more fine. Uh, and, and the sentence should be uh, three years as opposed to two or three. There's a kind of like, um, but this is a, a kind of a concept that's already in the um, federal sentencing, sentencing guideline, that if you basically target somebody who gets targeted more, who are selected for this kind of violence more, then, um, then you get punished more. This uh, deterrence purpose, this is kind of important. Um, 
uh, yeah. So uh, just to explain what the um, the doctrines of uh, or purpose of the criminal justice uh, criminal law uh, is that there are two doctrines. That the one is the um, uh, Kantian doctrine or the more desert doctrine that you deserve to be punished in order to realize the equality between the defendant and the victim. Because defendants basically assume the superiority of the victim. So the punishment will make the defendant and the victim equal. That's the kind of moral desert, the punishment for the moral desert. Not the desert as ice cream, but the deserve to be punished. That's the thing. That's the Kantian um, one. And, and retribution is what I said, uh, with the one school, basically. And another school of um, criminal justice system is... Uh, Law. Uh, is the utilitarian, um, like a Benson, Benson's or English philosopher Benson, uh, utilitarian. Basically, you, this is just to prevent the, if you, if you make the cost of crime high, then people will be uh, more, it's a deterrence purpose, basically. People would more refrain be refrained from um, committing such crime because of the cost of high. So that's uh, kind of two different schools of uh, criminal law, and you kind of have to consider those two schools um, right uh, criminal law uh, based uh, statute proposal. Um, so um, anyway, those, those two kind of doctrines are kind of enacted in various parts of this uh, um, legislation proposal. And um, okay, go back to the obstruction of justice. Um, so. And uh, the last section is, uh, oh yeah, and then the the then then the section follows where um, police, like a peace officer committing a complicity with a social organization by mislead, then um, basically uh, I would try to. Um, Um, oh, wait a sec. oh, that I did say, uh, stated before. I did include in the organized stalking section that I mentioned before. I believe I did include specifically the law enforcement and other, oh yeah, other first responders uh, participate in organized stalking, and that shall be um, punished as well. And that, um, and officers be fired, especially if uh, centrally coordinates such um, organized law enforcement harassment, uh, surveillance harassment. Yeah. Anyway, I guess, um, what should I do? Let me see. Um, oh, yeah, and then there are some... Uh, okay, just to be brief, because it's getting long. Um, I would try to um, prevent any establishment of a watch list or surveillance practice of any kind or unit that is established to keep people with psychological disability under uh, surveillance harassment or surveillance itself. Because, um, and that is already against California's law against the uh, identity profiling. So uh, that's included. And also another... Notable section is the government code also amended. So 
so that the um, the police officer won't be uh, indemnified, meaning like the um, the city won't pay for the police officer's uh, act of wrongfully um, civilly and criminally liable for injuries suffered by a person uh, suffered by a organized torture victim. Yeah. How are you guys doing? <laughs> How am I doing? It's almost done, but it's kind of long, yeah. yeah. Como, um, that, that's, a, that's a great uh, back, backdrop or um, summary. But specifically, um, I have an interesting question, uh, or I, I'm interested in knowing, can you summarize similar legislative proposals that have been successful in different states and where you drew some of your inspiration from can you can you quickly go over that oh i see um i think you uh, mentioned um maine or oh you mean massachusetts, it, the uh or was it massachusetts act, yeah, yeah act relative to the i believe the position of electronic weapon where the uh, usage of electronic weapon is uh prohibited except certain circumstances used by a correction officer, especially in prison and in a hospital and so forth. Well, it kind of tells where, where these weapons are being used. Um, but um, so that's where the electronic weapon definition drives from in my uh, proposal. Um, but they're not really helping any Massachusetts targets at all. And that situation. So... Because that legislation does uh, state the electric weapon, but it doesn't state, doesn't really discuss any uh, any uh, organized torture matter. So, what was the motivation driving that legislation in Massachusetts? If it wasn't TIs, uh, where did that come? Why was that legislation created? I don't know, but I it seems as though they tried to make. Actually, I haven't really done any uh, research on it, so I don't know. Maybe um, so. So maybe it's um, I don't know. Does it does it exemplify how oh, high level politicians are in the know on this stuff, and they're trying to get legislation on the books, um, foreseeing problems down the road, um, but but it's still really hard to um, to use that legislation for any actual law enforcement or do you have any ideas on that? Oh, yeah. I don't... Well, I would... I actually don't know, but it was electronic weapon When the um, those electronic weapons are first introduced to the law enforcement in jail, or, you know, prisons and uh, mental health, like uh, psychiatric units, and I believe. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. When they are so, yeah, first receiving this weapon, there must be some kind of way to um, basically, or, you know, some kind of order and way of uh, controlling. Okay. So, so, so maybe some people were foreseeing potential abuse by law enforcement, and that's why they drafted that legislation? Um, I actually don't know, but... Uh, I believe when the electronic weapons are first, you know, distributed among these, yeah, some kind of, um, yeah, I don't know what the intention is, really. I 
but uh, when that when the weapons are actually distributed, the um, legislature decided to make some law concerning that um, use and distribution and use of weapons among the law enforcement and the psychiatric staff. <clears throat> Okay. Did, did you did you take any inspiration from any existing legislation for the organized stalking component oh, of no. your proposal? Oh, actually, um, yes. Um, the Orc Khmer is the one who um, who is very well known in the stalking law. Can, and, can you uh, say that again? I, I didn't catch oh, that. Orc Khmer. K A. K A M I R. Okay. Orc Khmer. And um, and she's um, I think she taught at the uh, University of Michigan Law School or something, but she was originally from Israel. And she wrote a book called the um, uh, Every Breath You Breath You Take. Uh, it was some, uh, yeah, or stalking like a book on stalking law basically, and where she argues the. Uh, the stalking law is uh, uh, focuses on the uh, reasonableness of the victim's re- emotional reaction to the stalking, and and kind of it's not really clear about the actual uh, social harm of the. Um, oh, okay, I actually got that got the um, citation. She says. Um, uh, stalking is defined in federal and state criminal laws as well as the uh, well, laws as excuse me as a course of conduct directed at a specific person that would cause a reasonable person to feel fear. Uh, according to Orit Kamir, this unwarranted focus on a victim's reasonableness suggests a legislative uncertainty regarding the substantial social harm of stalking. Inviting the uh, judicial scrutiny of both victims and the real- reliability of their emotional responses. Um, it's uh, citing the uh, Ori Kamir's uh, book called Every Breath You Take mm-hmm. on uh, Stalking Narrative in the Law, the uh, University of Michigan Press, 2001. Um, anyway, so the, if the victim complains about, um, let me see. So that's. Um, so she basically then argues that uh, uh let me see this I'm just trying to figure out the citation might not be able to get that, but uh what I remember is what she argues is that the stalking law should clearly state state first and foremost that the stalking is a crime of domination and control. And every, um, you know, every, like average, you know, average, like any person would would ha could be become a stalker, and that um, it's not only limited to uh, people with psychological disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what she states, uh, because that's how the media often portrays a stalker as some kind of delusional person, a very, uh, you know, um, abnormal person. But that's not really true. Normal. Uh, men and women would 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 stalk uh, because it is a um, crime of domination and control, and that shall be stated in the um, yeah the, the very beginning of the stalking law. 
as that I thought it was quite uh, important um, kind of stocking legislation reform, you know, proposal. Um, right. So, would it be safe to say that uh, this, if this were um, passed through the through the California um, State Senate and made into law, this would be the most direct directly relevant law for organized stalking and electronic harassment in existence um, in, in the entire country. If you, I mean, what I'm saying is you specifically okay. point this at, right. at what, what's happening to TIs, and right. un, yeah. unlike any other legislation or proposed legislation that's out there. Right, yeah. There's some extrapolation of what is already argued, like Ori Kamir's um, you know, discussion of a uh, proposal of like a uh, stalking law uh, reform, but uh, when it comes to organized social, yeah. Well, what I really liked about this, one of my, I'll, I'll just go over some of my general um, impressions of this, and I'm, I'm not, I don't have a background in criminal justice or law, but I really, it was really refreshing and nice to see this written in the language of a, of an act or a, or a bill, and um, you, you actually cited a lot of other existing relevant um, laws and, and legal codes that are out there, and, and yet you um, made this 100% uh, relevant to the crimes that are facing TIs, and that, that was very validating to read. And um, I totally agree with you that uh, the biggest challenge here, I mean, the proposal looks like it's in great shape. I think it, it, was, it was amazing to read. I did put down some specific comments, which I'll email back to you. But um, it looks like you've done a great job here, and it looks like you have a lot of expertise. And so really the big challenge is getting this to actually be considered right. by elected, elected officials. And I'm wondering if um, in these states that have had some legislation that's relevant to this, or that person that you're citing from Michigan, the University of Michigan, um, is, is there anyone out there that we might get advice from on how to, how to get this kind of um, legislative proposal considered in California? Oh, I if, if, similar, if similar legislation or similar issues have been considered in other states. Um. Or maybe this is so new and so different that we would have to take it more at a grassroots level, uh, and no one's going to give us advice on on how to um, how to get this looked at in the in the California legislature. Yeah, I see. You mean it's not so much of how to revise the the proposed statute uh, proposed bill itself, but uh, how to actually you know have this pass or have this well. Well, I mean, I think no. That you you said that. I think that's obvious because this yeah. is a really well well written document. And I guess what I'm trying to ask is, you you hear people mentioning other states that have legislation that's relevant to electronic harassment, but maybe maybe that's not really the case so much. If there has been legislation that's been passed that's relevant to these crimes, then there must be a roadmap for getting that done. Mm -hmm. Or maybe maybe people are overstating what legislation is out there. They're over overstating how relevant it is to um, the kinds of crimes that we talk about on these calls all the time. 
Um, can yeah. I say something? Um, um, at, there's a Michael Sweeney who wrote a book um, who actually um, appeared in front of the legislator. It looks like, I don't know, 2006, um, um, asking for a task force, um, things like that, education on these weapons. So he might be a contact. He actually has a um, – I don't. Uh, he has uh, a website and Gmail address that you can call him. Uh, he has a blog uh, that you can contact him, so might be. But he, I mean, and then you go to, um, you can, if you go proparanoidpress.com, you can, uh, you can get, you can read what he, how, um, he, how we, when he addressed the legislature and what he asked for, whether he got it or not, I don't know. Can I don't I think so. Yes, I, I wanted to say, have you seen the petition by Deborah Matheny um, to enact an anti-vigilante gang-stalking law? It's to be delivered to General Ban Ki-moon, UN General Secretary, President Donald Trump, the Minnesota State House, and the United States House of Representatives. I have not seen that. It's, it's on um, moveon.org, and they're uh, asking for they have 442 signatures, and they have a new goal of 500. But uh, that's someone that uh, might collaborate with the, uh, Deborah Matheny, and it gives her background and so forth. How do you spell her last name? M-A-T-H-E-N-Y. Okay. So um, one one of my um, general comments is, I would really like to see an effort to get this thing considered, but this this document, even if um, even if it's difficult to get this legislative proposal really considered, you've done such a great job, and it and it has value. It's really validating, and it has value even in in and of itself. And so maybe the effort to get this considered could be documented, um, maybe uh, by on Romola's site or some other. Um, independent journalism and um, that would also be useful in other words we should we should keep track of your effort going forward and this document and just cover the effort from a journalistic standpoint of trying to get this legislative proposal looked at in addition to an actual effort to try to get it looked at Um, because I don't want to see your efforts uh, go for nothing this is a fantastic document Um, I have a couple more uh, comments and questions and then I'll and then I'll put myself on mute um, specifically for you Tomo so I wonder um, one thing that a question that came up for me is the concept of duress in jurisprudence is that relevant to these issues at all the concept of duress yeah uh, what do you mean concept of duress when I hear duress it's usually you know um, invoked in the you know, like a contract law context, you know, like if you use dress, then uh, the contract can be something. What do you mean by dress? I, um, I, uh, I was thinking of um, using using organized stalking and electronic harassment for coercion and racketeering. And um, when I looked up coercion, uh, the concept of duress came up. Duress oh, and coercion yeah. seem to be related concepts in, mm-hmm. in law. Right, yeah. I did state that uh, the purpose of the organized torture is 
coercion, coercing the victim. Yeah, it is actually. Um, yeah, I did just uh, point at it, but um, what would you like to see? Like, um, oh no, I, I'm just. No, I don't have any specific suggestion for a change. I was just. Um, you, you have to remember that this is not my area of expertise. So I was just asking you, um, as as an expert in this area, if if duress had a specific meaning or importance in juris, jurisprudence related to this area. Um, yeah, I did mention that in actually when I just I did read that very beginning. Excuse me. That yeah, coercion is um, is the one of the purposes of, of the organized torture and the mm-hmm. uh, may, yeah, well, so called like a psychological warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my specific comments back to you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna send those to you in in this uh, document. I track them electronically, but I just wanted to mention two. One is when you define organized stalking, you define it as being done by a multitude of individuals, and I thought that that came across as being too ill-defined. Mm. And I I would um I would suggest um, defining that as a minimum number set rather low, because even though we know that these organizations are large. Any any group of people that evidence might be collected against and that may, might be brought to trial would only be a small fraction of the overall group. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just suggested here that, and multitude seems like seems like uh, maybe multitude has a specific definition. Maybe it is three or more individuals, but I, I was thinking somewhere along the lines of three or more, five or more, or ten or more individuals, not a multitude of individuals. Um, and my only other comment that I want to bring up now is that uh, you talk a lot about um, survivors of child abuse and people with psychological disabilities in here, and and I know why you do that. I think I know why you do that because uh, such individuals might be uh, specifically singled out for targeting because they look like um, easy prey, so to speak, or easy right. victims. Crimes of opportunity, yeah. But the but but in so in specifying those individuals and spending time uh, discussing those kinds of victims, it almost comes across as if this legislative proposal is geared or focuses on those kinds of victims, when really um, it should be almost generalized to all victims of all kinds at this point. Right, yeah, it is true to an extent of victims of all kinds, especially used for human experimentation purposes, it has to be uh, victims of all kinds. But then uh, those who get victimized, yeah, it is kind of a difficult balance. Um, no, no I, th- I, think it, I think it can be. Um, I'm just making a suggestion for okay. playing with the wording a little bit to make sure that it's clear that this is... Um, a legislative proposal for all victims, right. and if you're yeah. and if you're if you're going to mention vic, special classes of victims, you you might want to add um, children and uh, and elderly people to that to those classes too. Broaden it more than just survivors of child abuse. But there might be um, subtle legal issues here that that um, you're the expert on. So take my suggestions with a grain of salt. Um, 
the final thing that I wanted to um, ask you about, it's not a comment, but you mentioned the two areas of, um, I guess, the two different schools of thought when it comes to the penalties, and one was the, con- the Kantian right. um, morality, and then the other you said was the utilitarian view. Was that right? Right. Benson, yeah. Benson, is that the person who? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, it seems to me that um, actually electronic harassment and to a, to a certain degree organized stalking bring up um, philosophical issues on morality that might even be kind of novel, but I think they might fall more under the utilitarian view, or, or I should say my personal views on penalty, because when it comes to electronic harassment, I personally think that a lot of people are engaging in it because it is so much like the perfect crime, right. and the, and the, it can be done so anonymously and remotely, and there's so little chance of, uh, it's, it, especially caught. currently, there's so little chance of getting caught. But mm-hmm. even intrinsically going forward, it's unless we really start developing some countermeasures for de- for gathering evidence, it's always going to be a crime that has a high chance of getting away with. And so um, I think that the penalties need to be higher because of that to dissuade people from engaging in this activity. You're only ever going to catch a small fraction of the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. Um, And so would that view of having like an an extra high penalty, would that fall under the utilitarian um, end of the spectrum? Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It is, yeah, because, um, right, that kind of dissuasion, yeah, it's more, right. Um, and uh, that kind of uh, line of, uh, well, the principle is already there in the criminal law, too. So, uh, But at least as a custom, I haven't, I haven't really done research on what's written in the, like a statute or um, uh, penalty guideline or something, federal, yeah. But, I, thought uh, your, I thought your penalties were appropriate. I mean, you had penalties in there. Even for just participating in organized stalking, you had uh, you had. Uh, at first, I thought those were the electronic torture or the torture penalties, and I was thinking these are too low. But then I realized that's just for being a, a low-level perpetrator on the stalking side. Right. And then and then the penalties for the torture, not even for organizing it, just participating in it, were, um, I believe, you up to life in prison. So. I, I thought you I thought you had appropriate penalties set up, but it might be nice to add to this a short discussion of the special nature of these crimes and how because um, there's there's so much a temptation for people to engage in this because right now because there's so little forensic evidence. I don't know if that is appropriate for a document like this, but to me it is really going to come up. It's going to um, it's it's really it's really going to make us think about new issues in jurisprudence and and morality and ethics. Mm-hmm. I think this document is great. Um, I I hope we can let let me end in my comments on just I, th- I think what you're doing is amazing because California is a progressive state. It's a perfect state to to use as a as a test case for this because. California alone, I, I believe, would be the seventh largest gross domestic product in the world. Any, anything that's done in California is going to set a standard not only for the country, 
but it's going to set the lead for likely even the rest of the world. And um, there seems to be some precedence in California where electronic harassment and organized stalking have gotten a lot of notoriety and even some official recognition in California. So um, I hope all the TIs in California and elsewhere can really get behind you and help you try to get this tabled by the California legislature. And if I have time, I could think this would be a perfect writing task to try to do some journalism to document your efforts along these lines. And um, Romola has the everyday concerned citizen. Um, I'm sure she might be interested in this topic too. But basically, as a fallback, we could document your efforts in this way and even if um even if this isn't considered in the upcoming years we could document that you that you and the people that are supporting you in this effort tried to get this tabled and i would like to see this um legislative proposal just available for people to read because it's a really inspiring document um i i think there's a lot of other people on the call that have questions for you so um i just i'll send the rest of my comments to you in an email but um I really appreciate you sending this to me. Thanks for including me. I was really happy to read it. I think you did a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah tell me, when I talked to Matthew after I read it, I just thought it was an amazing piece. I was very um, excited by it. So thank you, Matt, for giving your input online here. Sure, sure. Sean, I know you wanted to chime in. Yeah. Um, so the good cop, bad cop. I have some constructive criticisms. Uh, about uh, the proposal. I think it's a great effort. It's very amicable, and it has all the potential. But uh, I'm going to start off with a, a couple uh, key things that, that I I took. And again, I haven't read the physical copy, so this is based on uh, the reading of the proposal and some of the uh, interpretations or uh, explanations, I should say, about uh, why certain things were said, but as you're going through the proposal, I keep hearing, you know, uh, the attribution of motive uh, to these crimes that are being committed, and a lot of unfounded, or I shouldn't say unfounded, unprovable uh, claims. Uh, sort of these, you know, you, you make you make reference to uh, organized crimes. And, and larger organizations and conspiracies and so forth, but that's a very hard thing to prove. Now, that's a preamble. That's fine, but I guess my my issue is that from the law enforcement perspective, I'm a cop, I'm a lawyer. You know, what crime has been broken? What can I look at and be like? Yes, this you know if, if you if you murder someone, there's a dead body. Somebody killed that person, presumably, and you can you can build a case to prove very easily that that person was murdered. You, you can get caught with a murder weapon. You know, and, you know you know exactly what I'm saying. In this case, you know it's this is like almost like a RICO statue where you have to. Uh, there's so many elements that have to come together. So you made reference to, you know, the, the Massachusetts version of the bill, and that hasn't really helped you guys. Well, the reason why it hasn't helped you guys is because it's really hard to enforce, and that's not your fault. And, and you know, and, and I guess, but that, I think, from the perspective of making good legislation that's enforceable, it it has to be written in such a way where it's very clear cut and defined. Right. Now, 
a suggestion that I do have for you is um, if we look at the hate crimes bill, right? The hate crimes bill takes regular crimes that are already in the books and says if they were done with some malice that uh, was a consequence of, of race, religion, of hate, right? Then these are the extraordinary penalties that we add to the existing sentences, or these are the new definitions for sentences which are worse than what are in the books, right? So it takes existing things and just that are provable, that are enforceable, and adds to the punishment as a result. Now, I, I think I think that's a good strategy. I think that's a safe strategy. I think you can you can you can make a proposal. You know that's that's sort of modeled on the hate bill, rather than having sort of the bar, the the element uh, that you need to prove here being this giant puzzle. Right. Uh, I see. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah in, yeah important point. Uh, it is true that if you end up sort of stipulating the uh, uh, motive, then you have to prove the motive. So it would be hard to actually prosecute as a consequence. So, um, yeah, that's true. I did write that motive of um, desire for um, domination uh, as in the preamble, but then I didn't really, yeah, what I could do is uh, proving the desire for um, domination is not necessary to, uh, to be, uh, to be uh, determined guilty. Of uh, yeah, of the organized torture, like a, a deploying electronic weapon, um, that might be something I could uh, add to the present uh, stipulation of the uh, yeah the statute proposal because uh, otherwise it will be more so if but if proven that uh, this person actually acted. Uh, with the desire for domination, then then the the punishment is is even more something like that, um, because otherwise it's just gonna be almost impossible to enforce. Even if you find somebody, you know, deploying an electronic weapon. Um, so yeah, that's true. So maybe to make it more realistic, I could add that provision as well. Um, and the uh, next. Point you said about the uh, oh um, how to gather evidence, right? Um, to be honest, yeah, there has been already uh, quite a great, yeah, amazing history of uh, on organized crime, um, law enforcement against organized crime, right, in the U.S. Um, usually, especially the uh, U.S. Criminal, or criminal law enforcement struggle with mafia. And uh, if you read those um, classic texts on organized crime, like the uh, starting from um, the President's Commission on Law Enforcement and Administration of Justice um, Task Force Report Organized Crime, that's written in 1967, but then afterward, afterward there has been a number of um, sort of like a classic um, text on organized crime written by the uh, U.S. government. Um, what they do is they are basically stating that the um even in the actually the first uh text or first tax report of US President's Commission um is is that the um the most effective way to um 
accumulate evidence of organized crime is the interception of communication among organized criminals. That's the most effective way. And that's how the classic way of um, apprehending organized criminals. And now, I have looked at California statute, uh, and then what California statute allows is the um, interception of uh, communication or electronic interception says, um, is allowed only among, uh, only in the case of murder, kidnapping, and uh, drug trafficking, but not uh, torture, not battery. Or battery could be, you know, kind of used as torture, basically, form of torture. So, um, so what this bill did was um, uh, the section I included specifically for the law enforcement to be able to. Lawyer? Um, uh, let me just see where I exactly wrote that down. I, I kind of skipped that part when I was summarizing the uh, um, the bill proposal. So uh, where did I say that? Um, you know, just just to just as a as a counterpoint to what you said, uh, you said that you know you can prove you can prove that the organized portion of this is happening if you're to capture communications of the criminals. But again, the assumption here is that perhaps you could do that if law enforcement themselves weren't involved. So I think I think from the from oh, if you want to if you want to take the perspective of this being if you wanted to make this an effective proposal, I think that the methods that you use for gathering evidence have to be those that are accessible to the victims themselves. Uh, oh, I that see. The victims, the victims themselves can go ahead and prove because, because if law enforcement is in fact involved, and we know that they are, then you can't expect them to go after themselves. You have to write this from the perspective of the evidence can be provided from the victims, from or from concerned citizens, from say uh, uh, activist organizations like our, uh, um, the ACLU and so forth. You know, well, to I rely to rely on like wiretapping. Uh, you know, criminal organizations as, as as to get together sufficient proof that you know this is this is happening that that the crimes in your proposal are occurring. That's that's a pretty high bar for the, just you and me and everyone else on this call. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean it's actually? What do you mean? So um, it would be hard for us to collect evidence, but but it's. Uh, you mean we should have access no. to the gathering the evidence? I, I didn't understand. Um, it will be hard uh, to, I mean, uh, so I thought maybe what you said first was that um, because there's so much of corruption in the police that we should have more access to the ability to collect evidence, like the uh, wiretapping and all that. Well, you had said that the, the, the state, like, in order to prove that organized crime is happening, that you know uh, the best way to do so is to monitor communications. Right. You, you and I don't have that ability. Right. I know. So yeah, one th- yeah, one thing I have been thinking is that there should be some kind of really um, reform of law enforcement. First, what has to take place is um, have those law enforcement personnel who have been participating in this. Uh, willingly, willingly um, in organized 
torture or at least the surveillance harassment, they have they have to be removed from law enforcement. Um, can I make a suggestion about um, in Providence, Rhode Island, recently they had um, proposed made a community safety act that was essentially against the police, and um, one of their things that they brought up was that the, they they had to make available to the public anybody um, the gang stalking not gang stalking, gang member list. Like if your child was put on a list for gang stalking, that that kind of information had needed to be uh, made available to the public. Mm-hmm. So in, so if you look at us and you think of the fusion centers, um, if that's how they are, like or a watch list or from DHS or the InfraGuard or the FBI, mm-hmm. if, if, if there is police involvement these, um, and it's funded by DHS and mm-hmm. or whatever, there should be a, that part should be easy with the government and police because there should be a trail. If they are, if, because fusion records keep, fusion centers keep, have to keep records and things like that. So, um, if for that part, um, maybe um, something to that effect, um, that the, that the, um, if anyone's being put on one of these lists or that somehow we have access to it or I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, um, the uh, Santa Clara County also allows those who, the residents who complain about being, you know, like a police, like a surveillance technology used against them, then they can actually have access to that police information about who are on the watch list or to the, uh, how it's used and transparency of the use of uh, uh, high, yeah, high-tech police surveillance um, it, uh, tools, I guess, devices. So that's a good idea. So that to basically have a, those who complain about the police surveillance to have access to the watch list they already have or even like the police communication themselves, but then that would, so how do you think? I mean, is that the Rhode Island case? Is that the, um, the complaint could, uh, resident complaint could uh, have access to the watch list of the um, police? Yeah, or? well, I just want to explain that what was just passed was um, a called the Community Safety Act. I don't live in Providence, but it was more for racial profiling, but they put in there, um, I'm just saying uh, they put in there a clause, something to do that um, the gang members, if some child is put on a gang members list or something like that, that the public should have have access to that. Like, so if he's being harassed or whatever, he should. There should be a way for people to find out if they are on some kind of police list, like gang members. So uh-huh. for us, so for us, it would be yeah, we need to find a way. Um, mm-hmm. Like tr- Senator uh, Con- or Senator Gowdy is big into that, the watch list and the DHS. Because mm-hmm. if, if if your targeting involves someone putting you in that system, say I filed a, a police report and that's what's happening to me, maybe then there should be a trail. I mean, the police can communicate with the state police. The state police have you have the um, United States Gen- uh, Attorney Generals in every state, and then you have the fusion centers. And then I re- read yet yesterday there's the InfraGuard, whichever I don't even know that involves corporations. So, yeah, community. Yeah, that's true. Especially the community policing program target. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a good idea. We should have access to the the list of community policing targets because we are usually that on that list. 
And we should be able to contest why we're on it in the first place. We haven't been prosecuted. There's um, a neighborhood watch also, and I know right, I've been it. on a list. So, you know, this is a real issue because they do have us on the list. So to the police, I live in uh, Mesa, Arizona, and I have been in contact with the police for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I've made complaints about uh Issues. I live in a senior park where I've been harassed and property damage, stuff like that. They do nothing. I mean, I, the guy came over, broke my windshield right in front of me, and I called the police, put in, you know, complaints, named the person. They just disregarded it. Yeah, I see. You know, it's it's just the next thing, and... Even Neighborhood Watch, I've tried to contact them. Um, it's just trying to get any kind of information about it. But, I, you know, I'm watched wherever I go, even friends. If I'm with friends, their car is followed by police. Mm-hmm. Well, I've read, too, that they have, I mean, I, I mean, just for me, the amount of people involved, and I'm not a criminal. I, I think I, I filed a, I'm a victim of a crime, actually. That's why I'm targeted for filing a police report, I believe. So, I mean, yeah. but but whatever case uh, anybody has, I mean, it's still illegal, but they use, they have AmeriCorps, they have all these things now. Now, I, I've never even, like, you know, looked into, looked into being into one of those kind of things, but they they have America anyway. So, and and the good part about that that's traceable because if some if but if you're being put into that system, it should go right back. I, someone has to put you in that system too. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and so that go right back to that person in law enforcement. So you will know. I mean, I guess some people have spoken like they know who they target, who's targeting them, like the people involved. You know. Um, and some don't. So, but uh, anyway, that would be a way. I've sent okay, license plate numbers to the police. You know, I, I've asked for an FOIA. All of us had mailed in FOIAs to all different departments of the government in years past. Uh, you know, they just don't answer. Yeah, well, that's complicitly. I mean, I sent letters recently too, and uh, for help, and I. It escalated to a government agency. So, uh-huh. but the thing is, is that if they, if you wrote to them, and if it's true with Catherine Horton saying, you know, letters, you know, we have notified you, and you didn't do anything about the situation you're involved. I mean, I went to a lawyer, you know, a lawyer place, Rhode Island Legal Services, which is federally funded. That's when I didn't even know what was going on. I just said, sure. have you ever heard about these weapons? I brought a brochure um, type printed something and where you're burning and stuff. They never even heard of it. That's what they said. But another thing is they exist. I mean, as far as the weapons, the, um, if, if Massachusetts has laws in effect, and I live Rhode Island's right next to it, these weapons do exist. I mean, they're, they're um, and there is a way, there should be a way for everybody in their towns to get a list of um, what kind of weapons your police department has also. Oh, I see. That might be a good... So, okay. That's actually not exactly true because uh, the police departments now sign confidentiality clauses with the companies who sell them the weapons where they can't reveal or discuss or disclose that they even have in their possession. Um, so you'll find a lot of resistance outside of the courtroom of police 
that will reveal this information, and they may even claim like national security clauses. So yes, they can reveal, you know, maybe how many how many walkie-talkies they bought. But when it comes to these weapons, they will not disclose, and they will fight you tooth and nail to prevent that disclosure. Well, we're all against that. I think we're up against that. I mean, if they have to disclose, that is where the, maybe in this law or ordinance or whatever. It, I mean, that has to. I mean, it sounds like these the, to a lot of people that, that law enforcement may be involved or being put on one of these watch lists for some other reasons. I mean, or maybe it's the other thing, um, non-consensual experimentation. But if you just take it that way, um, there has to there, there has to be some disclosure about it. I asked an officer once, I said, do you have, um, like, uh, specialized weapons? I don't know how, I don't recall exactly, non-lethal, something of that nature, right? And he was being kind of a uh, dip, you know, and uh, he he spouted off with a lot of attitude. Oh, yes, we do. Because I asked about like the, uh, what's that thing, the tank thing, where they, uh, that do weapon, because they're using that in the L.A. County Jail. Um, Somebody helped me with that. Um, The active denial. Active denial weaponry, right. And he popped off and said, oh, yeah, we have that. And I said, and this might have not been that great, but I said, oh, so you admitted it. You admit that you guys have this? And I said, you're so stupid. <laughs> I just let him know. And I, one, and I hung up on them. And that's another thing. Like, if they have these weapons and these, they are being used, for one thing, first thing I'm going to do tomorrow, tomorrow, if I can have your email, I'm going to call Massachusetts State Police, and I, well, I'm going to read this law, and I want to know what the officers are, where's the shielding, because you know they have shielding. If these are police officers, uh, if there's a law about these weapons and masks, then there's shielding that could work, that should be able to work for us also. Yeah, um, is this Cindy who talked just earlier? Yes, Tomo. Oh, How are you today? Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm all right. Um, I would be grateful if you could somehow um, bring this. Uh, I know you have some family. Uh, yeah, that's that's going by the wayside, and uh, um, I know what you need and everything. Um, there was there were two things that you had mentioned earlier, Tomo. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and my what I just stated that they admitted that they have it. And let me go think for a minute because I wanted to tell you something. Two different instances that prove maybe the direction to go with the legislation. As far as California is concerned, there was a lot of laws that got passed last year, and a lot of them had to do with um, tampering with computers, with your computer access coupled with ID theft, and the stalking laws have already been enhanced, okay, over the past two, three, four years, especially, I think, last year and the year before, because Halle Berry and the gal from the show on TV, Alias, they went to the state capitol in California and begged 
for the paparazzi stalking law to be enhanced even further. And I think that that's what we can piggyback is the paparazzi law, stalking law, um, and and the specific part of it that talks about uh, bodily harm. If yeah. the paparazzi are chasing, you you know what that is, right? That yeah, if they are I chasing just, and somebody right. um, passes but, or dies. Yeah. What is it that you're asking? But none of those laws you mentioned, even though very related, have not really stopped our targeting. And uh, I'm saying that if you word it the, to these legislate, you know, legis- legislators in that way, and go with something um, that is already on the books and then couple it with what we're going through, I think you'll get more response with them rather than painting a picture of a a particular, like any random TI's lifestyle and what's going on on a day-to-day basis. If you pick and choose from the laws that are already there and then present something that's very similar but um, enhanced with what we go through, I think that there'd be a lot more response with this. And I'd like to ask you uh, a second thing, other than what laws are already there and talking about that. Um, Toma, what are you trying to do? Um, I don't want to lose my point. Have you found a legislator to work with? Point blank, like a name, because that's how you have to get the the, the legislation drawn up. If you have to have a representative, right? That's there's some feed, there's some feedback or whatever. If you've got this show running in the background, please. Uh, is Ella? Yeah. Go well, ahead, Pamela, uh, I guess. apparently you did have some endorsement from the, or, or like communication with the governor's aide. And right. Who wants to, you know, receive the letters? And did he right. submit the letters I gave you? I have not submitted them yet because I want to do it in the bulk. I want all of them together and sent over at once. And then um, we can talk offline about it because I really didn't know that you are going to be on here, so I'm not prepared all the way to discuss it and haven't really given a lot of um, attention to it in the past couple of days, a couple of weeks. So, But I, I really I, I need to go over what you've written up and um, with more detail in more detail to see what it is that you're really um, proposing, and then you need a representative. That is what I was told by the assistant to the governor, is that you have to have um, a representative that's going to push whatever law you're trying or bill um, that you want to, you know, have presented and voted upon. Yeah, but the governor should be able to endorse a bill, right, if not introduce Possibly. I've never, I don't know all the intricacies to this. I don't know how all of that works, and I need to do homework on that. But maybe you know more about that. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't let me speak to this aid. So I, I cannot ascertain that information. I believe the governor hasn't introduced any bail in California. And you but, know why? Uh, and you know why I won't do that? Because it's kind of like a baby to me. And I really, you do understand that when you present this experience to people, you have to be kind of um, tender about it. 
because you you go in there and you tell them that you you know somebody's watching you um if you don't present that in the just the right way they're going to write you off 150% that's crazy and so i have given my my i have given my personal experience to these people i'm my family name is writing on it and i'm not just going to hand that just to another TI and just go on and go talk to this person when I have really fostered this, like raising a baby plant from a seed, you know, I'm not going to just hand that over because there's some things that um, um, are very tedious about, you know, because 99.99% of the politicians out there are either bought off to ignore this and they're, or they're just gonna think you're crazy. Can I can I ask Tomo a question? Yeah, Tomo, um, do you specifically mention the mafia in your bill? Right, um, and then I'm kind of correcting it so that this organ now torture organization is not just limited to criminal organization, even though that was originally how I drafted. But well, then, from what from what I read, um, from what I read, you don't you don't specific. No, I'm just I'm just saying I read this today, and she doesn't specifically mention the mafia. It's more general than that. Yeah, so I just wanted to finish my comment on that. No, Mo, I wanted I wanted to recommend that you don't mention the mafia and you don't mention uh, just criminal elements because uh, one, you could put yourself at risk and other TIs, but two, there's a historical basis non-consensual experimentation and government involvement. And right. three, in order for the mafia or someone to do this, they would have to get access to classified research from the U.S. government. And I think that would be a threat. So I'm just encouraging you not to specify who because it could definitely be the U.S. government, not mafia. But that's right. the only thing that I wanted to offer. Right, yeah. Hey, Hey guys, can I add something? This is Matt in New York. Sure. Um, the way I describe it, in fact, I'm going to be on Ellie's podcast uh, as a guest speaker next week. And my in my bio, the way I cover it, I think the easiest way to refer to it when you're talking about, you know, we all know that these crimes are, are you know, unfortunately there's collusion at several levels. You know, it's not any one entity or one, you know, situation that needs to be solved, uh, you know, there's good and bad and everything, unfortunately, it's that complicated. So what I, how I refer to it is organized crime, because that's what it is. It's anything that's, you know, it's, it's an organized effort, which is criminal. So that kind of covers whether it's coming from governmental or, you know, corporate or wherever, you know, organized crime is the proper term. Right. Well, I understand what you're saying, but I, personally, I disagree because it's not organized crime. Historically, there's not a basis for organized criminals doing this. It was the U.S. government. But secondly, I don't think you want to offend organized criminals because if they're not doing it, you're calling them out on something they're not doing. But historically, the only evidence is for U.S. government involvement and not organized criminals. Just my personal uh, opinion, and that's actually fact. But um, well, anyway. I mean, I think, I think we're getting into semantics a little bit. I mean, uh, organized crime is a term, 
And I'm just saying it's an organized effort, whether it's coming from the get, you know, the, I mean, if you want to word it slightly different, that's fine. I'm just saying that you got, you got to call a spade a spade. This is not random guys, you know, uh, uh, in one city or a couple cities, you know, this is an organized effort. And I do agree. I think the government is, you know, the, if you had to pick one entity or one, you know, uh, main contributor problem. Yeah, I would have to say that there's corruption and budgets at a governmental level that are making it feasible. But yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely uh, 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 corporate mafia and, and other entities. But I think organized crime is a good way to put it because you can even qualify that by saying, um, hey, this is organized criminality. You can even refer to it as organized criminality. And They've been saying secret shadow government. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. No. But, yes, but again, it's not secret yeah. shadow. Historically, it's not the case. But I don't want to put words in Toma's mouth. But I just want to caution her about who she says do it, is doing it because. Yeah. You know, I right. think she could right. I Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I kind of have been uh, amending so that uh, yeah, I have to still mend some parts about the uh, criminal organization. I shouldn't really use the criminal organization. Then that, you know, directly refer to the La Cosa Nostra and, and, and gangs and so forth. But that's not the only organization doing this. So what I can do is, um, what I've been trying to do is that uh, frame this crime as organized crime. And the ones who are doing it are not necessarily the classic criminal organizations. So I think that will be clear. Uh, I can make that make it clear, but um, um, I think that if you couple it together with um, a lot of the legislators in California are concerned about drone operation and interference with the fire, uh, fighting the fires. This is what my state senator is concerned about. And when I threw a lot of articles about how those drones are implemented into this kind of secret program, he listened. He listened because his baby was drone interference uh, where it's related to public safety with uh, and people's property, okay? Can't get the fire planes to, to, to attack fires when you've got drones flying up there. And people are losing their 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 horses, their 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 everything. And um, I think he's had a lot of complaints, you know, from the fire people, from the fire departments on different levels, and the citizens. And so that's when I just spoke a language that's similar to what he's already um, up in arms about, so to say. And I just think that if we speak their language and not come off the wall. So to say, they will listen more. Um, can I look, look, can I take this back to um, something more, a more general issue? Um, we've heard a lot of great suggestions for Tomo's specific language in this, but the more general thing that's going on here is that we have someone, Tomo specifically, who's taking this very great effort upon herself. She has expertise, and she's drafted this very nice document that's written in the language of a legislative proposal and now what we need is for TIs especially California TIs to help and get behind her in that effort and to help and strategize in how we can get this in front 
of a of a legislator, and um, that's we we can talk um, all night about the specific language of a document that most people haven't even looked at yet. But I can say it's a fantastic document. It's a great start, and Tomo is taking it upon herself to do this. So what we really need is to hear from TIs who can in California who can help with this effort of trying to get behind this and support this. Um, so I, I don't want to lose the big picture there. The specific details of incorporating some of these specific um, suggestions, I'm sure that's something Tomo's capable of doing. But where I think she's going to be, uh, where she needs help is from TIs who can help support an effort to get this in front of elected officials. Well, I would start with the mayor of Sacramento, which I've been in contact with profusely. Not only Mayor Coven Johnson, but the uh, Steinberg. Okay, and Steinberg is very active and he's very um, proactive because when I had an issue with um, that, I needed to contact the congressman in my district. I called congressman, and he was a congressman before before he became the mayor of Sacramento, um, he actually stayed, his office stayed on the phone as I called my congressperson. They said, go ahead and call them. Since they're giving you a hard time, we're going to sit and listen. And they listened. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say something else to that. First of all, kudos to you for doing that. And even more kudos to you for getting them to listen because here in New York, I contacted the senator at the time, uh, Farley, so many times, got him on the phone. He told me to send him an email with an overview, which I did, and then to call them, make an appointment. And I got, and then he got moved out of the office subsequent to that. And, and yeah, I got the runaround for weeks after that from the, the administrators in the office trying to make an appointment. So I think it's great. That's where also, you know, again, uh, whatever term you guys feel is appropriate, uh, I'm behind. But, you know, there's definitely criminal politics in this. I mean, whether you call it organized crime, whether you call it corruption, whether you call it, it's organized criminality. I mean, there, there, it, you know, these, these recurrences that are happening to all of us and the stymieing and the quashing and the, you know, the, the um, uh, what do you Quelling. call that? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and stonewalling and all this stuff. This is not by accident. There, there's a pattern here. This is a mode that they go in. So it's an organized effort, however you want to refer to it. So I just want to make sure that we're clear on that, that because what a lot of times uh, uh, I notice on YouTube, a lot of the people that have tried to stand up who are kind of little, are, you know, alienated and isolated, and this is why I'm so thankful I found you guys, because they were trying to do, they've been trying to do that to me. You can't imagine what I've been through over the last several years of them just trying to cut me off from everything. I mean, especially, you know, like a cyber standpoint, they just completely port my computer and I can't connect. It's very difficult for me to connect with anybody or anything sometimes. And I will say that, you know, a lot of times they want to make people look like, you know, lone kooks or, you know, they're, they're, you know, mass delusion or something. And I think it's great that you guys are making progress. I hope that that wave moves across the whole country because that's just phenomenal. Me too. And, and Tomo, uh, yeah. I just wanted, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to add one more thing. So I thank you so much, and I applaud you because very few people are able to take it through and implement it. And just from a personal note, I would encourage you to put in non-consensual experimentation. But I understand a lot of people don't want to do that. 
So I just want to leave you with that thought, but I'm not putting words in your mouth. But at any rate, no matter what you do, thank you very much for your efforts. Yeah, okay, yeah, I could add that to the, uh, in the definition part of organized torture where I listed the uh, purposes. Um, actually, I could incorporate it into the preamble, but you're right, one of the I listed is that. Have you gone into your state senator's office, Tomo? Have you gone to the state senator in your district? Have you contacted the state assembly person in your district where you're at? Which is, I don't want to say unless you already said it. Yeah, but I, I know where you uh, are. I didn't. What, what was your response? What was their response? Uh, not supportive. I wonder why. Can you give a name, please? Two names of your assembly person and your state senator. Oh, um, I think you know. One is the medical doctor who, uh, the senator one, who uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't live where you live. Well, uh, anyway, um, you don't want to say. I don't mean. Uh, I think his name was. He's uh, Asian American, though. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. But there's another congressman, Kevin something. I know that I contacted your congressperson, okay? And they listened and listened and listened, and then they turned, and I saw the turn happen on a YouTube video. Someone who looked military contacted her right on a video on YouTube. And I was like, there you go. But I think that she'll still listen. It's Matsui. Her husband was the congressperson before yeah, that. Yeah, it's Matsui, yeah. Have you called her? No. Her office? Um, well, maybe we, maybe we can do that. Maybe we can call jointly because I've been building the, the 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 paper trail with them. Not a paper trail, but a calling trail. Okay. And yeah. I called them from inside a psych ward in Vallejo. Okay. And then I told her because they're like, well, we can't really do anything, but we will contact the state senator and the assembly person where you're at. And when I was in there, um, I called. Uh, two state senators and two assembly persons down towards the uh, towards the Travis Air Force Base area, and my psychiatrist in there was um, Air Force, and that was like minutes yeah. away from the. And I'm just saying all of that and not puffing myself up at all. I was scared to death, you know. They took me out of my home an hour from there, all the way out, almost to Reno, and they took me down to the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah, but. I think, Cindy, what you can do most is, is basically, uh, you know, submit the letters I gave to you to the um, governor's aide. That's the first I know, but so people, on the, people on and the call I right now want to know what you're doing to submit the, the bill that you have, and, and you've got to get your representative in your area or call all of the state senators around your area because um, somebody's got to respond and maybe getting a group to go in or okay. walk in to their office. That, you know, anybody can get on the phone and call. Anybody. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. Okay. I think there's yeah. more power in it if you walk in. Yeah. Well, maybe you can have a quick one-on-one -on -one discussion can put you in touch with Carla. She was the one making suggestions about the human experimentation. Maybe you guys can have a brief conversation because I really trust her input when it comes to these types of matters. 
Um, it's just a thought, you know, because she doesn't right. Yeah, at least yeah. the human experimentation is one of the purposes of organized torture. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Either great. in the uh, dis- definition that's already stated here, or I could put it in the preamble part. But, but yeah, that, that's true. I mean, that is exactly right. The human experimentation is one of the purposes. Can I say something? Um, sorry. Um, okay. Right, I, I understand that you know you contact our congressmen and stuff like that. Uh, what about these hospitals that are false diagnose, uh, diagnosing all these people that are going there for asking for help? They they know what this is. In in they uh, in my case, they diagnosed me with Guillain Barre disorder, which is uh, like one in a hundred thousand people. But I mean, just uh, if it's one in a hundred thousand people. I talked to 60 people last night on the Target of Massachusetts line that have this exact same thing that's going on with them. It's going on with me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously this goes a lot. The hospitals, police stations, um, just everything in general, isn't it? Well, you have you have Harvard there, sir. You have Harvard, MIT, if I'm not mistaken. Quickly, yep, yep. Um, your one of your legislators, she is an ex-judge or something like that, and she actually takes phone calls to her house, and I've called her because I was looking up why are we on camera? What is with that? And yeah, there's sexual exactly. crimes around this. And your one of your legislators, she actually uh, dealt with um, revenge porn, like senior to senior, like a senior, let's say a senior husband decided to have sex with his wife and he sold it on the Internet because they got Which... divorced. He, he had the, the, the films, and then after they fell apart and they divorced, he started selling them. Or against the will of somebody with Alzheimer's, way to make money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, this one of your legislators in Massachusetts, she got on top of that and she couldn't stand it, and she presented it to the legislator legislature there. Which legislator is it? I have to go research. I'll do it now. Um, And Tomo, did you? One of the the reps that I saw, you said that said that they can only. Sponsors. So now I don't know if it's the same way in California, but he said that their office could only sponsor. Uh, it was only like two or three bills a year, so they have to pick and choose what what they submit. So I just wanted to give you that thought as well. You might ask them if that's a question, and if they might be able to tie your bill into one of their other bills. Um. You mean incorporate it into one of the bills that are already submitted? Well, it, it, so if they can only do two or three bills a year, and I don't know if that's the case in California, then um, if they have if they have not yet submitted a bill, would it be possible if they don't want to take your bill on by itself, would they be willing to tie it into one of the bills that they're working on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible. I, I heard. Yeah, you're right. Except that. Um, I don't want, yeah, it is kind of a, well, I, I will see what kind of bills are already out there that might be incorporated. Yeah, this can be incorporated. Um, I just wanted to uh, yeah. respond to, oh, uh, the match from
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.